0: issues geek network show that's about everything literary books comic books manga web comics and uh, everything else you might be reading we want to talk about them. as always i am your host keith and i'm joined this week by my stalwart sidekick who is always at my side host
1: hello and let's just say it's close and i'm close and yeah i'm pretty (laughs) much edging guys it's 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 pretty good
0: Yeah. so those of us who listen to, or those of you who listen to, binge watching respawn, uh, you know that we recorded on the night of the election, and uh, it's Thursday, and we still don't know who the next president's gonna be. So we're gonna we're gonna move on and not even talk about that. Um, <laughs> we do have a couple things uh, for news that I want to go over first. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, the first thing I wanted to go ahead and talk about is something that's happening in Spider-Man. Uh, so, are you caught up on Spider Man?
1: Oh, for Last Remains, uh, no, I'm still letting it brew. But uh, what's going on? I'm like, I think I'm, I know I have like four issues in because it's, it's like fifty and fifty LR for Last Remains, fifty one and LR, and I'll go back and forth like that. um So, yeah, what's been going on? Mm-hmm. I know you read in chunks, so that's why I was wondering. Um, oh yeah, it's just so much Spider Man.
0: So they revealed a major Spider Man villain has returned. Another one. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, sin eater is talking to spidey and mm-hmm. uh he says i will take his sins and with them his power next i will cleanse the one they call morlan
1: oh so it,
0: yeah yeah ooh. the That's one that hi, hi, hunts all the totems
1: yeah exactly so. at this point at this point it's been nothing but like those see, at the very least, C-list Spider-Man uh, rogues that have been popping out or at least been expendable or at have <laughs> yeah, been used. Uh, and, yeah, this is actually another one because, yeah, we just had the resurrection of Green Goblin. Only to kind of make it go away, literally in the next issue. And then we got the big reveal of Kindred. So this is like the next big one to just drop on us. because like, oh, fuck. OK, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I thought that's cool, and if he got the powers of you know the guy that literally haunt, uh, hunts, you know the totems, that's that's Shit. a big power boost for him. So, <laughs> and it's crazy because like we do have like the the order of the spiders, and it's actually a pretty cool team. So, to hunt them down, that's gonna be a pretty good side story if they go with that. uh that, that's yeah. that's cool. I like it. I need to get caught up now. Nice. Another big thing from Dark
0: Horse Comics—they announced that um, they're going to be releasing a Hellboy Universe Essential Collector's Edition. Um, so it's it's basically Ooh. the the best of Hellboy, and yeah. the Hellboy Universe. So some BPRD and stuff like that. will yeah. all be Mike Mignola, but it'll be mostly him, obviously. Um, mm. It's they're going to f- publish four volumes, and Mike Mignola is actually the one picking them, and they're going to feature all new covers. So nice. I'm pretty excited about that. So yeah, um, yeah, and like they said, uh, so there will be ones for BPRD and Witchfinder and the other things in that universe. Like there'll be selections from that too. So yeah, uh, should do debut in July 2021, and um, they are priced at 14.99 a piece. They are paperback. So okay, but that's cool. If you if you don't own a lot of Hellboy, you want to get some of the you know most important ones that's a good way to do it so yeah and
1: it's cool to get the side those side ones too to include bprd and because he does like around like really everywhere or even some like some side uh ape sapien ones too yeah exactly like some of those are really good yeah definitely um
0: and then uh the next thing i want to talk about is avengers news um in the avengers comic now that the age of khonshu is over um they're, they're gearing up for a new fight, and basically they feel they need Moon Knight as a member, even though he just, you know, betrayed them and all that stuff that happened. <laughs> nice. Um, so basically, uh, Black Panther goes to Moon Knight and says, if you work with us, we can stop Mephisto. And <laughs> Moon Knight says... Hell no, we won't. I tried to stop him. I put my blood in the dirt and my soul in the line, and you chose to come down from your fancy mountain to stand in my way. So I'm going back to where I belong. I keep saving my crappy little corner of the world the only way I know how, with my own two Khonshu damned fists. You want Mephisto? He's all yours, Panther. Let's hope you're better at stopping him than you were me. <laughs> <And> so <Yeah. laughs> so
1: oh it's great. Oh my god, yeah.
0: <laughs> so he basically told him to fuck off when they told him to join the Avengers, which is great. I always love that. So.
1: Um, it, was also yeah. a, it was also another big miss way back in the beginning of Bendis's run, uh, New Avengers. And when they wanted to recruit Daredevil, but he was also just, he said his own like side piece. I'm like, I got my own bullshit going on. I really don't want to put you guys through it. When everybody's like, is Matt, Dar- is Matt Murdock Daredevil again and again? Uh, but it was also another one's like, oh, no, I don't want to join your little New Avengers. Even though it would have been super dope, but it would have been awesome. Yeah, But damn it, Moon Knight would have been awesome too. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and then another quick
0: uh, update. Uh, so uh, a while ago, I reviewed Black Widow number one, where she went off and she's um, she has this new life and everything. Well, they revealed in Black Widow number three that she actually it has she's married to the gentleman that uh, they find her with, James, and they have a son.
1: Oh no shit
0: yeah named steve of all things so <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay
0: yeah so um it's kind of interesting to see where this is going and i'm curious as to like you know they thought she was only gone for a few months so how does she have a kid you know what i mean like there's, there's a couple things there's some questions there so i'm very curious so uh next thing uh this is coming from bleeding cool so i'm going to give a a heads up on that they're usually pretty good but they've they've whiffed a few in the past so this has not been confirmed um but basically is that um whereas dc's film and tv projects are kind of like they don't necessarily need to be in the same universe you know what i mean like yeah. Doom Patrol is obviously in its own world and we have multiple cyborgs and stuff like that, you know, this kind of thing. Um, it looks like DC's comic book line could be abandoning the idea of a single shared continuity.
1: Ab- abandoning it like isn't the harder? it was.
0: Okay, but they had like the central un- central reality, and then they had side yeah. stories and stuff. Right. But basically like... It it will enable them to tell stories, say in Batman, without wondering how this would impact Superman, if you will, or like let's say let's say specifically Batman. Let's work with Batman. In Batman, Joker blows up half of Gotham City. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have to reflect in the Nightwing book and you know the Red Hood and the Outlaws book and Catwoman, etc. So uh, honestly, and I know I'm critical of DC. I think this is lazy. (laughs) Like it's not hard to keep a continuity. You know what I mean? Like, so totally. Yeah. And it says basically um, it's going to be in favor of a multiverse metaverse, omniverse model in which each individual comic will have its own story to tell without much concern for what's going on in the other titles across the publishing line. Um, And basically some people are saying it's they're basically giving up on trying to clean up their continuity. And now they're just telling us that it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. yeah. It took me a while to understand. I was I was thinking it was like they're doing Elseworlds again. But it's like, no, now I get it. Like the main continent, the main line doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And God, that's so shitty. Because <laughs> why yeah. wouldn't she want to like go over or like have like those little nuggets of like when a character just drops. It's like, oh, I was just over on uh, Star City and like shit happened there when it's like you're reading what is it, a, a, a green lantern book or we're like a batman book and it's like oh shit yeah. well that's super interesting here i wonder what actually happened over there for it to carry over here that's what makes fucking the whole the whole game interesting
0: it's also really impractical when you do want to do a big crossover because then you're like wait which batman's this you're like yeah. wait so like in that uh,
1: yeah or this is or, what it is or, or <laughs> Or same same example. Um, Batman comes over and it th- comes into the fucking main event, and he's super pissed because and broody because he's Batman, and he's like, okay, why? Because half of my city just blew up, and nobody knows why or remembers it because <laughs> it was they don't fucking know about it. Yeah
0: how it, it's just ridiculous but uh the report suggests that future state which we're looking forward uh, we're looking forward to is actually mm-hmm. going to kind of set a new status quo so we might get like some of those as ongoings if they do well yeah but it won't be the same future and just it just hurts my head to think about i like lore you know what i mean like oh, <laughs> i
1: don't right. want
0: you to just tell stories i want i want there to be continuity i want there to be lore and just uh, yeah um, but happier news We did get an announcement that we're going to get A King in Black one shot For Wiccan and Hulkling
1: Oh man
0: Yeah it's pretty great yeah. uh, Apparently, apparently <laughs> they go on an all Expenses paid vacation to a beach resort And uh, Noel and his symbiote army are Expanding across that galaxy And the best part about it is It's written by Teeny Howard So Ooh, dope. Yeah I'm very excited uh, so yeah, look forward to that. Uh, there's bits of King and Black I'm gonna pick up, I think.
1: But we'll see. So Oh yeah, uh, that's that's on some of the some of the previews on this week's uh, pages too. And man, they're gonna rush it really. I feel like there's like a lot of it's compact in December, January. Yeah. Maybe they have big plans, you know. So we'll Probably, see. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then
0: DC, back to DC, and we're talking about future state. Uh, this is a really cool thing I like. Um, we have some information about some of the characters. The Flash in DC Future State is named Jess Chambers, mm-hmm. and their code name is Kid Quick, and they will be non-binary and gender fluid.
1: Yeah, I fucking caught that. That's so dope.
0: Yeah, which is really cool. Um, I genuinely hope that people give this a chance and don't crap on it because of that alone. Which mm-hmm. unfortunately does happen, and I, I don't want to say this and I want to pick on them, but it happens with DC fans more than Marvel fans.
1: Way more. Wow. that's really, really yeah. sucks.
0: And I think I think DC is doing a good thing with Future State and in introducing a lot of diversity to the DC universe.
1: Yeah. And man. I just
0: hope their fans give it a chance because it's one of the things that make would make DC so much better. So
1: I know, like a legit Brazilian Wonder Woman, like that's uh, that's one of the ones that are, like up there for me. she looks so cool. Yeah. All right. So I'm excited about that. I know we were kind of picking apart the Justice League
0: group, trying to figure out who people were and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then this is awesome. And this is something I'm probably going to be purchasing. Uh, so the, the Netflix series for the Sandman's coming, we know that. And, um, It won't air until 2021 or maybe 2022 depending on how long it goes. So you might want to pick up the books and, uh, you know, read them. See see what you think. And if you want to, there's a really good way to get a full run of the comics. So on Amazon, there is every uh, paperback volume, which is a total of 3,000 pages, by the way.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And normally... It's $225, which is a deal, by the way, Yeah. by itself. Uh, and it's uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 books.
1: Oh, nice. But
0: but the price got hacked by 51%. And now nice it's hair. only $123.22.
1: That's dope. So it includes um, – because I'm pretty sure like the, it's the main run is 10 volumes – and Overture makes it 11 prior to, like, the death books. Is that what, is that what it's it got, is? It's literally Sandman 1 through 75. Uh-huh. And
0: also includes the Sandman special. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the Vertigo preview Sandman bit and the Vertigo jam number one.
1: Okay, cool. So,
0: so it's the original run.
1: Yeah, just the run. Fuck yeah. But, I mean, that's 100 bucks. It's a
0: lot. Don't get me wrong, but... I mean, I've dropped more on that on a DVD set, you know, <laughs> like, yes, and it and it's Sandman, and it looks so cool on the on the shelf. Like, I'm definitely going to be getting this, so. It's so worth uh, it. Like, if,
1: yeah, if you guys it, haven't read it, re, uh, read it to the listeners. It's just so fucking worth it. Yeah, definitely. So check that out.
0: Uh, it's on Amazon, like I said, half price. I'm not going to be buying a PS5 anytime soon, because I can't find one, so maybe I'll just do that, so. <laughs> For real. Um, Next thing up is something I haven't really read. Have you been reading Fantastic Four antithesis?
1: No, I just got the two timeless variants, but they were like I think it was like one and three or one and four, so it's like no, I'm good. Oh, I'm I'm guessing it's an
0: AU because apparently um, Reed has become Galactus in this universe.
1: Oh no, shit! Now I kind of want to read it.
0: <laughs> so, so now uh, Sue, Johnny, the thing, and and Galan, the original Galactus, have to go toe to toe with him. Oh, so
1: that's yeah, cool.
0: <laughs> and we all know that evil read is the best read, so <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, next thing, there is a variant for King and Black number one, drawn by Todd Nock and Rochelle Rosenberg, who I actually love both of them so much. But this variant, and this is going to be sent to the group chat right now. Um This variant features every Venom symbiote ever.
1: Oh, one of those! Fuck yeah! Let me see. <laughs> oh, that cover! Fuck yes,
0: maniac! Oh, Gotta love her. <laughs> so yeah, I'm and
1: very Anti-Venom. excited about this. Dude, Anti Venom was so yeah. cool when it first came out in um, uh, New Ways to Die. like Back during the Dark Reign, God, that was so cool. Like, God, yeah. Dude, and the, fa- and the then, fact that, like, during the run, sorry, like, the fact in the run it's going to be uh, Gwenum. I think she's just going to don the symbiote for that run and just be fucking just super dope. Yeah, I was going to point out Gwenham up in the corner.
0: So, yeah. Sorry, I just dark. noticed
1: another, I just referenced it, but it's, like, because it's, like, Scorpion just went through, like, a new phase, um, but the Scorpion that's, like, right next to Noel. That's actually the scorpion when he fused with the symbiote in new ways to die, not necessarily the new, Ooh. new one. So that's pretty fucking cool too.
0: Yeah. Lots of really cool stuff in there. It's, it's the kind of thing we could pick apart for an, an hour or so.
1: Yeah, but oh, totally. that's, a,
0: that's a really cool variant. I really dig that. And there's lots of great variants in this. Some of them don't even feature venom. Uh, I personally want the Lionel U one. I don't know if you've seen it.
1: Oh, I, I, I um, haven't, but I already do. Cause it, it's Lionel U. Yeah, no, I'm. It's, no. I'm just gonna send that right now because I have it too. Um, he does Venom it's just, really good too.
0: It, there's no Venom. That's the best part. There's no Venom on the cover, but it's epic.
1: Oh no, shit! That's cool. I'm just fighting all the the drakes and the symbiote dragons. I like how the enemies are off screen. You know, I it gives this it. A, like a, it gives it a
0: sense of bigness.
1: I want. To, I <laughs> kind of want this to be like a two-parter because yeah, it does do that. But the Null's Red Sword is just awkwardly cut off i kind of i kind of want this to be like when i was like when they when they kind of like attach them yeah that'd be really cool maybe we will go around to the back that'd be funny like go around
0: that side to the back instead of the front one the sideways (laughs) yeah yeah. all right next thing um we love Donnie cates we're gonna be talking about him a little bit later um on wednesday with no prior announcement i don't know if you've heard about this Johnny Cates debuted the one you feed his new book digitally through publisher panel syndicate. Oh, dope. Uh, And it's pay as much as you want. Oh, nice. So it's a, it's a horror comic. Uh, artist is Dylan Burnett and colors by Dean white and designed by John, John J Hill. Um, so yeah, he's basically been secretly working on it and just dropped it. So, and it's, it's a future based horror. Ooh. Okay. So yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, so definitely check that out. And then my last bit I want to talk about is, um, out of King and black is going to be a group, a new group called the union. We briefly, briefly talked about them in the past. Yeah. Um, but basically it's the new Excalibur. Um, and, but actual non-mutant Excalibur there's um, Mm-hmm. It's going to feature Union Jack uh, and then a bunch of new characters, Snakes, Kelpie, Choir, and Britannia. And um, we got a cover, which looks pretty dope. And um, I'm excited about that. Uh, we also got a confirmed uh, creative team. Uh, Paul Grist is going to be writing it. And he did Judge Dread, which is pretty exciting. Oh, cool. And and then the art is Andrea DeVito. So, yeah, it looks pretty cool. It was originally supposed to be like an Empire tie-in but now they're going to try to tie it into King and King and black of it instead. So I like that's that why we heard of like
1: remnants of uh, empire. Like there's a one I'll be talking about soon, but then we also have the one that teeny Howard is doing with um, Emperor H- um, Hulk King. I don't, I'm not going to call him Hulkling anymore. That dude is fucking Hulking. <laughs> <laughs> and Wiccan. So this, I like that this like little remnants to, to still tell on, on, uh, on empire. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting shit. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready for all that. Totally. <laughs>
0: all that now, please. So, all right. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and move on and start talking about what we've
1: been reading. Unless you have any news you want to add. Um, oh, um, well, I guess we we'll t- we can talk about it at the end of uh, when we talk about Crossover. But there was like that cool review at the end of that, t- that one, too.
0: Yeah, well, we could talk about it then,
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: So.
1: <laughs> all right, perfect. Alright, well, uh, as always, we start
0: with our manga for the week. Uh, very quickly, uh, We uh, we Never Learn uh, is continuing the the teacher love saga. Apparently, she lied to her father and said that they were engaged, so they had to pretend to be engaged, and of course, they're adorable together, and everybody's like, they're actually engaged. Uh, it was cute. It was fine. It, it is what it is. <laughs> so... Um, and then uh, I also read some more Food Wars. Uh, I am on chapter 38. No shit. <laughs> wow. And okay. it, it's so great because it's just an action anime. But instead of fighting, they cook against each other. Like, all the other beats are there that it's just an action anime. <laughs> so I'm really digging that. So Will yeah. you watch the anime. i actually (laughs) so the other day we were surfing youtube and Uh i was like oh there's a clip from food wars as a recommendation so i looked at it (laughs) just to watch it to see if i could see how vivid the like the sexual like overtones of that but it didn't happen in that clip so i was like so i'm probably gonna end up watching it
1: (laughs) nice okay
0: yeah uh we got a My Hero. Let's let's start with Mago-chan, though. Yes. Okay, so... Uh, Jose is caught up on Mago-chan.
1: So I go ahead am. and launch with what you've read this week. So. Okay. Mago-chan is worth the read. Mago-chan is worth getting through the eight chapters. G- because by chapter 17, you will feel n- true emotion and feels. 17? Might be 16. So even sooner. It's how much like you get to grow with this little brat of a shit and how much he also learns from being with us and adapting from us in order for him to conquer us eventually. where in order for him to do so, there's this one chapter where he experiences experiences true loss, and it's so brutal on how you just this this little thing isn't used to saying being told no. But I like that, like, but the girl, Ruru, Ruru does put him in his place. But this one no to just really, like, you just can't have it. God, it, it was honestly, like, I, I was like, is it too soon for these kind of, like, this, like, deep, like, sad feels? But, no, it was right right where they were. And after that, I was like, I'm in. Like, Maguchan, chan like, it, it was really cute b- before that. But that right there is, like, it. it can really tell a true story by invoking that much emotion. Not even just because it'll be an easy puppy story, but it just, I just like the, how you just see magu just having to learn this lesson. It was fucked up. Uh, and then we had the, the new chapter where this, uh, illness has been circling around. Right.
0: So the newer chapters, the last two were, uh, where the girl gets sick. We talked about it last week a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets sick and Maguchan like takes care of her, and he seems to generally care about her. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Did you get that
1: vibe too? Yeah. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. So he takes care of her. My favorite part was when he froze himself <laughs> so he could be an ice pack on her forehead,
1: which was cute. <laughs> or even when the when the fucking um, when the anime dude kind of shows up and he's like, "All right, I'm ready for the fight." Also, that reference when when the when the girl spirit or like when the girl uh, god shows up and mm-hmm. and he's like hey so where's a uh, izuma and he's like oh don't worry about him he's out doing his training arc like it <laughs> it doesn't break the fourth wall a lot but when it gets meta it's it's actually really funny uh so i like it because
0: she's she literally watches
1: a bunch of anime
0: that's the joke
1: right so so, she kn- <laughs> it,
0: so she's literally like she
1: thinks of his life as an anime <laughs> like, that's great but it also shows him for like a second him just like meditating under a waterfall so it kind of <laughs> is so anyway when he when he shows up and he's like all right i'm done with my training and Magu chen is like yeah yeah sure whatever hey do that ice thing again <laughs> <laughs> Um, exactly but i just realized what the actual latest chapter was and it was the holiday special which was actually really cool yeah it's a halloween special
0: and they they decided to celebrate halloween and it's not very common in japan so they kind of have to like adapt and it's cute i I really enjoyed it
1: honestly so did i especially for like uh the the crazy girl yuika how they're trying to also understand the girl yeah, she kind of understand Um, it was, like, the whole, like, trick or treat, but, like, she was, like, so fucking crazy. Was, like, I guess I'll just, like, trick them with, like, almost, like, just, like, popping confettis at random strangers. And I kind of like that, to be honest. Was, like, if, like, these, like, random kids just, like, actually dedicated their night that instead of getting their treats, they were just out just for sure just, like, doing the tricks and just actually just, like, doing, like, little, like, poppers in front of, ki- in front of people or something. <laughs> so that's for yeah. sure her. And almost like they were, like, in their own way, like, actually getting, like, doing their own spirit of of Halloween. And they all just, like, kind of get it straight, and they all go out. Like, and it looks really cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was by far the most peaceful one of the uh, issues, Mm -hmm. because it is a holiday special. So it was very much like, you know, let's have fun. You know, that was basically the whole story. So it was a good one. Um, I'm glad you're caught up. Now you can keep up with me throughout the weeks as we we get more into it. So I'm excited.
1: Because, fucking it, and, and honestly, and you know what? He can also not go without at least not being in the chapter, without being mentioned. Naputaku is actually pretty dope. I, I actually... He's, he's like, hilarious. He's won me over, and he's actually really funny, and I think he's, gonna be, in the end, going to be, like, the most human out of, like, the three gods, and, and it's mm-hmm. gonna be not even his fault. He's not even going to realize how human he is, but just him just trying extra hard to work and to work for the weekend just (laughs) literally work for the weekend just so he can train but then he's gonna get lost in just the whole mundaneness uh i love it (laughs) and he really wants to be a good chef like that's the best part he's He's like i want to learn how to cook (laughs) (laughs) so great
0: um and then we close out with my hero uh no vigilantes this week uh my hero mostly dealt with the uh showdown between the two ladies and it was intense. It was very, very intense. Yeah. And um. So what do you think? I want you to go into it first because you okay, always I'm, have great opinions on my heroes. So well, I'm
1: going back to it. And I'm just uh, I'm trying to remember past of uh, what the actual conversation was because like that final like I don't want to say final showdown because it's been going on forever, but this new gathering of heroes is, is actually very interesting. But no, I'm trying to remember what 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 line exactly it was where Toga just like. Because she she reveals where that she was like, hey, I used your powers and uh, and and you're like, yeah, you used your likeness and your powers for something, and it was really cool, and that's what made me get closer to you. So it was just like her, like just like Toga, just like, a- like announcing that. I guess like yeah, her bisexuality in a way that she's like she's <laughs> not, she, she definitely admitted that she's like is like, hey, I know you like uh, uh, Midoriya and I do too, but then just the way she's just like also just talking this one on one with this. Would-be girlfriend is like to just get something straight and it just doesn't go right. But fuck. At the same time, Ochako it has not been the pushover since mid season one, since like the very beginning. Ochako is not mm-hmm. to be underestimated. Fuck when she since just the tournament like a, basically. The what yes, basically, yeah. God damn it. When she does like the fucking zero satellites, like when she just been because yeah. like the whole time she's Ochaco just has learned how to work people. And let them talk. And Toga has just been like going on her monologue, and kind of been slapping Ochako around, and she's been doing it on purpose because she knows how to fucking fight. And she kind of, she kind of did like she surprised Toga with it. And the whole time, uh, Chaco is just touching shit around and just launches. Oh god, it was so dope. Oh yeah, and I forgot what else shows up. But yeah, uh, what, what else did you want to add to it? Um, I was confused at first at the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm. When it showed Ingenium, because it's been so long since, since since we've seen Ida that I forgot he was Ingenium now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was like, I was like, wait, his brothers okay now? <laughs> like, what happened? Um, and then the ending. Talk us through the ending, because you interpret this comic way better than I do.
1: So, oh, I mean, it goes all over the place. Sometimes it is like harder to interpret, but yeah. After uh, so, Toga and a are doing their, their thing. And just kind of right before Toga is going to have make her exit uh, to a uh, frappy makes her entrance and kind of like zero, able to, able to do a, get, have, a, have a good handicap. Yeah. Um, but sure enough, it was just God, what was it? But, but by then it was just something that, that Ochako said specifically that really cut through Toga and, uh, and uh, even Ochako after the battle, she was just kind of like she went into like worry mode even to, towards Togan it's like, yeah, I, I think she was crying on her way out. Like, she's fucking gone, but I think she was crying. Cut to the fucking craziness that is Sugar Rocky and the bullshit outside. Yeah. And where we end up with Gigantomachia finally reaching his goal on going to his daddy, Sugar Rocky, and now, for what it seems like, the next battle will be obviously Gigantomaki and Shigaraki versus, oh no, sorry, including Dobby. Dobby was mm-hmm. also featured because he's also in a, on his back. I don't know if he's the only one that stayed. I don't know if the other, if the other villains like jumped out or after Toga or just kind of like, are still back there. They I bet they're just going to stay on Gigantomachia. I bet, I bet
0: Dobby's going to actually get involved in the accident. X- or, or He's just going to fuck Shigarami. In, in, right. the, in, the, in the fight. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. But the team on our side, is a very fucked up, a very burnt Endeavor, and also <laughs> a very worn-out Midoriya, who, God, we'll see what happens there. But introducing into the fight is Ingenium. Made his way there. Yeah. Uh, Shockwave girl, fucking the number three girl from from UA. It sucks, I forget her name. The one who, mm-hmm. won, the one who won the beauty pageant. She's so dope. She can fucking mm-hmm. do damage. And from UA... We got Todor- uh, Todoroki making his entrance, yeah. and he started <laughs> flaming out. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. There's a go back a few panels, or I think right before, but there's one where he like it, sh- it shows him like sh- like front uh, from the front, and he start- he starts flaming out on on his uh, fireside, and is-, is that's not what that that's not something that happens like easy or lightly. He's also been been worked out at this point. I, I love that he's a recovery dude. It's kind of what he's been focusing on but uh Mm. oh right before it jumps into the toga and um ochako scene i see it it now yeah yeah dude he started flaming out he's getting he's getting so focused and oh shit so (laughs) this is gonna be dope i i'm excited for this next fight because again like it's cool how we rotate highlighting different different characters and what they can do now and at this point i've honestly been saying that ever since um stain we haven't really seen a lot of Ingenium of, uh, of Ida, except for when, when he finally got the, the sweet boost or the sweet upgrade of like his brother telling him, Yo, all you gotta do is pull the motherfuckers out, just pull the, the exhaust out. I was like, That was so brutal, but so fucking dope. And ever since then, we haven't had like a great highlight on Ida again. So I'm so fucking excited to see him again. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty
0: great. I think we're leading up. Uh, hopefully, this arc is closing soon. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we keep, we've been saying that for a while now, but um, it's been good. It's still good. It's just I'm worried it's going to be a little long in the tooth. So mm-hmm. I hope it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, awesome. Uh, any other manga you want to talk about?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. No, no.
0: Got any web Because I don't have any updates on any. No, I don't. Cool. All right, books. Um, I haven't been able to sit down and read more of the Neil Gaiman book. Uh, I was actually planning on reading it while I waited in line at the polls, and there was no line. So I was like, oh, well. Lucky well, it was like, I was like, I haven't had a chance. So uh, I will be reading more of that uh, this next week, and we'll talk about it next week. I did get a little bit more of the Expanse audiobook done. I've. Uh, I probably have. No, I actually finished it. I remember now I finished it. Uh, so I'm awaiting the last audiobook that's out. I, once again, I need a credit to do it, but I did listen to, I went back to eggshells, that book about the Tokyo dome and listen to more of that. It's just really interesting. It basically is a history of every card that's ever been hosted there. And, um, Just, like, it's a really cool uh, view into, like, Japan's past as well. Because, like, in the early 90s, there was such, like, a financial boom that all these companies had crazy money and they'd spit it on stupid things. Like, one company tried to get Michael Jackson to come perform at their office party just for fun. Like, that's how much money they had and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So... It's kind of interesting to hear these Japanese people like, blow up quite a bit of money. And then now I'm in the point where they're starting to recede a little bit and they have to like cut back and all these companies are closing. So it's really interesting. I- I'm I'm digging it. So um, that's it for me for books. Honestly, I didn't read too much. Uh, mostly D&D uh, books, which mm-hmm. isn't really super exciting to talk about. So <laughs> uh, any books book for you any co- or are we going to move on to comics?
1: Yeah, just move on to comics. Perfect. We well, got a lot this week,
0: anyway, so yes. we'll blow through them. So, as always, we start with our indie books, and we start with our individual reads. Um, first of all, I got the Orville number three, uh, and it did set up a new arc. I thought it was pretty great. It features the security officer uh, Katara um, as the main character, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Uh, Tala. Sorry, not Katara. I don't know why I said Katara. Um, Tala. And she, she's really cool. They introduced her in Season 2. Uh, so she's the least developed character. So it's nice to get a little arc for her. And it's just a fun little thing. These comics are literally just, like, filler. They're not going to reveal any major, like, plot points or anything like that. But it's fun. Uh, basically, she's helping a group of... or Basically, a, a race of people who are being subjugated. And they happen to look just like her. And so she... Um, she basically becomes a folk hero for them. It's pretty cool. So uh, next up is issue two of Norse mythology published by dark horse comics. And uh, of course brought to us by the lovely Neil Gaiman, uh, Jerry Ordway, P Craig Russell, Laverne Kinsersky. Um This is the, in the last issue, they started telling the tale of uh, Sif losing her hair. And in this one, uh, they finished the tale um, with Loki tricking the dwarves and everything like that. And it's the creation of Mjolnir. So uh, pretty cool. Um, I, I like how he writes Loki because Neil Gaiman has always said his favorite character in Norse mythology is Loki. And to be honest, if you read Norse mythology, Loki is the one who actually gets shit done in the Norse mythology. Um, mm-hmm. Those are kind of dumb. <laughs> so um, basically because of Loki, Mjolnir was created. Uh, so, basically, their the whole thing is like, uh, we're grateful to him even when we hate him the most. <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, pretty good. <laughs> uh, new issue of Dryad, which ends with an awesome cliffhanger that I'm not going to share. Uh, but this book has been very good. If you want, like, a futuristic fantasy book, this is, this is your shit right here. Um, published by Oni Press. Written by Curtis Weib. Just and drawn by uh, Justin Barcello colored by Francisco Sagala. Um, but yeah, it's very good. Really cool. Like I said, um, cliffhanger at the end that I'm not going to touch too much into. Cause I want you guys to pick it up. Um, next up. I only have two independents left that you didn't read. First one is Chew issue four. I'm really hoping this is not a mini. I hope it continues because I'm really enjoying it. it it's as we know, a prequel to the original uh, comic chew hmm and um it takes place basically right before the it's leading right up to the end uh, the beginning of the original book okay and it's about the main protagonist of chu's sister who's kind of a scam artist and criminal and she's just trying to get by basically and he's a cop so it's kind of like they have to basically he starts finding clues that she might be um uh, might be responsible for some of the things going on. And it's going to come to a head and lead lead to the two of them, like, conflicting, which should be really, really interesting. Um, also, it has a scene where they want to hide a dead body. And so they, they, like, we have a guy. And then so they go out to this farm. There's a big, heavy set pig farmer. got he's, he's all these pigs. He's like, sorry, shop's closed. <laughs> it's just like, basically, there's the whole story of Chew is uh, chicken is made outlawed because of an avian flu outbreak. And um, this is right when the avian flu started outbreaking. So the guy's like, uh, he might have chicken in him. I don't want to poison my hogs, basically. So uh, so they're having trouble getting rid of a dead body, basically. <laughs> so it's really good. I love it. Uh, written by my one one of my favorites, John Lehman. It was a really nice, awesome dude. And drawn by Dan Boltwood, who's doing a wonderful job as well. Uh, published by Image. Now, my last solo book. I kept this for the end. Because that's the one that I would sell Josue on the most. Uh, published by Boom Studios uh, is a new series called Origins. Okay. Uh, so script uh, it's created by Arash Mel, Lee Krieger, and Josh Oxford. But the script was done by Clay McLeod Chapman. And the art by Jacob Rebelco, uh, colors by Patricio De DePelch. Um, this is a... Uh, I'll just put it this way. This would fit very well into a vault collection. Ooh, okay. Um, it is a futuristic post-apocalyptic thing mm-hmm. and um, it's a really interesting story. The main character is is a female human. I'm pretty sure there's some some questions about that. And the whole first issue is kind of like a tease as to what's going on. And um, she rescues a baby, a human baby. And the main character, I believe, is the baby grown up. And there's something special about him. They run into some kind of like post-apocalyptic monsters. Um, I, it, it, they're, It's very weird because it's very vague with what's going on at times. Mm-hmm. But I think nature is like a unified force against them or something. Ooh, okay. So, like, they get attacked by this bird and they kill it. And then they say, go, go. The network has seen you. They know you're here. And then it pans around. There's like a lion looking over the direction. There's a bison, bears. And then there's (laughs) some chimps that are fully dressed in human clothing, like pineapple shirts. And one of them was wearing like Happy New Year glasses for the year 2008. (laughs) Okay. And I'm like, what? And then and then you realize no this is this is actually a museum <laughs> like but but like it was kind of a joke but then it's like is it what's the network though like they, there's not a lot of answers in this issue mm. but it's really good like i really enjoyed it i love the art and um it ends with her basically quieting the baby and the last speech is if the world were to learn of David's existence, it would rip him to shreds. Crying posed a threat. Wandering too far off posed a threat. Human life itself was now a threat. I had to protect him, protect his life at whatever cost. So, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's hooked me. It's it didn't give me much, and if nothing else, the cover alone is just beautiful. It's it's again, it's a Vault cover. I don't wanna I don't wanna you know step on Boom's toes, but this is the kind of thing I'm expecting from Vault, not Boom, and I'm
1: really liking it so mm-hmm. I did see it around uh, but when I was like had to, had to pass it up I was just like there was other ones I was just like you know you just pick up not to not even breathe but just to have like Mighty Warphing yeah. yeah that's why yeah. <laughs> but yeah check it out if you get a chance I really yeah. enjoyed
0: it so uh, what about your solo indie books
1: yeah um, I'll start with let's start with my image because I got I got I got another indie book I, I can sell you on I'll, I'll try and sell you on but let's see let's start with uh Yes, with the beginnings. Inkblot. Inkblot number three is still super fucking adorable by third generation comic creator Emma Kubert and Rusty Glad. So Emma Kubert who gave you a retweet with a bunch of hearts. Fuck yeah, (laughs) she did. That was awesome. (laughs) Um, So yeah, this is about the all abyss black cat that came out of a little uh, ink container while this librarian sorceress uh there's other titles um archivist she accidentally spilled it and thinking it was just gonna be ink spilled on the floor a little kitty came out only this kitty can actually traverse through through reality and i thought it was gonna be kind of like we're following her as the main character following this what this crazy cat gets us into uh no this story is very very much a cat story about a cat and this cat has left this girl behind. And it's only through the that that the, that librarian's narration back at that library, kind of wondering, writing down whatever happened to this cat. And here we are just kind of following it. It's super fucking adorable. Um only it's just and everything's all magic. And then, but then we just get the reveal that this thing is just this cat, after all, isn't a cat. Yeah, it's a space distorting demon I accidentally created, and is far from the most pressing of my responsibilities. So that's why she's not giving a fuck what this cat does. But it's, this kitty cat just like uh, gets into these like kind of really cool adventures. At least on this one, it's very peaceful at first. He, he finds Nessie, at least like a form of the Loch Ness monster, and they traverse through this other portal. And outwards, they find this giant ship, like a not to call a pirate ship, but giant fucking like ship that contains like city almost like that mortal engines movie but instead of like cars the, it's like in the fucking ocean <laughs> um and they see nessie and they're like oh shit like let's let's get it and the dude who kind of saw it first who was like up on top um he was like oh shit that's fucking that's a, it's a great discovery and down below there were these pirates it's like oh shit let's fucking kill it and this pirate lady has a staff and starts summoning spells, and the dude who's up there is like, "Oh shit, don't don't do that!" <laughs> and mutiny happens, and they kind of cast him over, and Portnessy is just kind of on the run. <laughs> um, and then that's when we find out that the dude who got kind of cast over, uh, yeah, from the mutiny, he got cast over on his own ship. Uh, he's actually a brother of, like, yeah, a brother, because like I guess it's like a big ass family. He's a brother of the librarian girl. Um so that's cool how we kind of at least I like get to tie it back into like the family while we still kind of focus on the cat. Um, so yeah, it's still like, I was wondering where this story would go or how it's going to go, but <laughs> uh, yeah, if it's in, if it's just, if we're just following this cat, I'm all in, it's super adorable. And at the end it's, it's literally kind of alludes to like the first discovery of like the first sighting of Nessie because of this fucking cat. <laughs> so that's inkblot and I'm really down with it. Nice next image book is the mysterious that Texas blood by saw it on the wall. (laughs) Yes. by Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips. Uh, so I guess we hit part two on this one. And then now we just dive literally, we just dive deeper into the fucked up crime. That is this dude's murder. This dude's brother's murder and what he can do to find out, uh, yeah, anything, any information on how he can get revenge, if that's really what he wants. And this is, like, the one I, I really recall back to No Country for Old Men, and for good reason. There's a there's a, a sheriff that I'm just, like, I really, really like, and he gets his partner, um, a, a young new deputy. Is she a deputy? I think so. Um, but anyway he brings her around just so I um, want to just get a fresh mind on this and just not somebody who's just from the town that just would we'll just get tunnel vision as well. And sure enough, she actually helps him. Um But yeah, and it comes back to the brother that, that came from the city to find out what happened to his brother. And then his wife actually shows up and he almost kind of just cut, cut ties with her. Cause this dude actually, oof, he almost killed somebody and it's like, he's not torturing somebody, but he's literally almost killed somebody and he's almost about to get out. So he literally had to just kind of like shoo his wife away. Um, but yeah, like she's just getting like just deeper and just like getting into like the thick of it. And yeah, I, I just, I just like this, this would be a cool mystery, just all collected together, but I'm glad I'm following it through. So uh, it's Texas blood next and last uh, solo image book. is coffin bound. Number eight, by Dan Waters, Artist Danny, Brad Simpson, uh, I believe is a colorist, and Aditya Bidikar is letterist. Oh, man. How can I put Coffin Bound, the, fin- the the end to volume two, this to the second arc of Coffin Bound? By the end of it, and I would try not to spoil it, because so she's like right here, and she's like really wants to read it too. Um, but, um, what by the end of it, what I can say is and that got me really excited on the potential of this book and how crazy it is is that this is this is fucked up infinity train this is the potential to kind of still tie one line together while kind of exploring different characters you meet along the way because there's a lot to explore there's a lot to kind of unpack in this world that wouldn't make no sense to kind of put into words it's really it's just something just to behold and to be read it just at least once but it's really fucking dope um but the way it's been transitioning from characters and their progression on their stories and their reasoning on like on on what they do and how they end up ultimately coffin bound <laughs> yes title traps um <laughs> it's really cool but yeah, the way it goes from character to character, I can just definitely see this to be like like a fucked up infinity train, and I'm all fucking about it. So, <laughs> yes, we gotta get our new infinity train from somewhere. From somewhere, and <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's well, kind, kind of a feel good because yeah, all these cartoons, but this one, this one just explores a lot of dark and like ex- existentialism, just stuff, and uh, it, it, it can get pretty deep. All just making nonsensical, like, of, of a mess everywhere, and it's, it's really cool. Uh So, yeah. All Together Now, Coffin Bound, Volume 2, Dear God, comes out December 2nd, 2020. Just in a, a month away. And sure enough, it doesn't say... Yeah. Well, Coffin Bound should, should return later. It doesn't say exactly when, but yeah, Coffin Bound should return by 2021. I hope so. Please, Dan Waters, don't stop writing Coffin Bound. I really like it. <laughs> Alright, just two more. Next one is by Aftershock Comics, and that's Lonely Receiver by Zach Thompson, Jen Hickman, and Simon Boland. This is that is it is another horror book, but in like the it's, oh sci-fi dystopia of AI that deal and dealing with a fucked-up breakup. And last time uh our protagonist if we can really call her that our protagonist was still uh crushing over her her breakup and she was up in her highs and lows and by the end of it she decided to finally go out and was was really feeling herself and she least, and by the end she found a dance partner who kind of looked like rianne who like was the aix who left and automatically this girl just starts getting infatuated and in her words Falling in love with this new person, uh, Hazel, Hazel Cristo, who does have a resemblance, but is almost like in a complete opposite way. But mm-hmm. but she almost like is there, and this girl is just batshit crazy and just not confuses her. But it just goes down the fucking rabbit hole of just using somebody else because they remind you of somebody you're not you're not completely over with. Right. By by the end of it, it just comes out and unpacks, and it just and it just goes, <laughs> and then and then for sure we get to now the horror of what kind of a fucked up person she is, and shit, honestly, damn it, this is just really fucking good. I just another dark, another really dark book. I just I'm so glad I'm just like I'm going along with it Um because I don't know. It's just like, oh God, it's just in a way it can just be feel so real while while getting so out of like explaining like ai and in this in this case like ai like at least this ai system you do have to like surgically implant to yourself to have this being around it's all, not really tabooed but some i guess like frowned upon she promised by the end of it she gets like oh. shamed for it by by hazel because she was just like almost like basically like needing to get tested for it or she's just like not fucking cool with it but anyway it's really cool like, again like again aftershock is also another like this one and the next one I'm going to talk about, yeah, aftershock and Mad Cave Comics are two publishers that are kind of growing on me based on like the shit mm-hmm. that they're putting out. Yeah. So yeah, keep an eye out for this one too. Yeah, aftershock did uh, the man who fucked up time. And oh, nice. There, yeah. So yeah. Uh, now for my last one, and this one's really cool. I, I do I do fucking love um, the ambition of this one. Like how, how they tried how they're really trying with this one. And this one's called Phantom Mime by Mad Cave comics and this is by uh, Christopher Sabella uh, who yeah who did Crowded Test uh, Crowded on Image Test on From Vault Uh, yeah this dude's fucking been around and artist is David Stoll, colorist Derbla Kelly this book is a great teen crime where these uh, where our group of kids are are deaf. So oh. it's really cool how like they're, like instead of like they're not they don't like really get around like the dialogue they, they still talk to each other. but it's still very much I love how it's uh, how it's done in in Tartarus. like I said of like their their dialogue bubble just like kind of like pointing to their mouth and they're literally going like they're literally coming down to their, their hands and their motions are actually very much like what the sign would be. So that's really fucking cool. How I, like they're oh shit sorry. <laughs> There's representation here all over the fucking place, and it's just like it's a great new fucking book. And these kids kind of get into it, like uh, in, into their own rabbit hole. Uh, one one of the one of the main girls, or yeah, the the popular girl that she meets in school. Her parents get found out that they're pretty much not good people. And she they can only really afford to keep her for the rest of the semester that she was already paid for. And our protagonist gets this bright idea to go st- basically steal money. Or before that, there's there's actually, a, sorry, there's an easier job before that where they steal their, all, all the kids' confiscated phones back. And by then she has this, like, klepto itch. And it's almost like these kids can actually get a, get away with it because in the school, like, it, even, even she goes, like, uh, I don't really like how, what they call it, but it's like, the time in school for the special needs and she's like it just rubs off the wrong way but it's not it's not specific towards deaf towards deaf pe- towards the deaf kids so the staff doesn't really know sign language that well so they can just get a, get away with just saying anything around and i thought that was a really cool concept on like if these like just any group like any group of people like that can just yeah what can they what can they really say or what are they really saying and we, nobody really know cuz nobody can actually really hear it's just like there's no dialogue but it's like the fact that we're like like you're reading it and following it with them, it's it's a cool, it's a cool take. Um, but yeah. Our kind of would-be little Klepto starts getting deeper and deeper on different jobs that she would like to do until she, they actually do a really big fucking job. For even for kids, they kind of they kind of pull it off. And cliffhanger, they kind of get caught. So I'm excited to see how they kind of get out of this and because I don't know, it's a really cool setup and I really kind of, I, I, I don't know, it just, the, the, the story of the kids, they're not all like, like there's a part where they all kind of, where she explains kind of their, their backstory and they're all, they're not all like just born deaf to just write them off easy. Like there's, there's one, there's one kid who became deaf. So he kind of, he, she kind of senses that she, that he's kind of like alienated because it's almost like the, the a loss that he, that he misses. So the, there's definitely, like, there's definitely like a character, like, that we can actually, like, explore there. There's another, there's another character who, who's also non-binary, and she's, like, kind of, like, the introduction to, like, the school. Mm-hmm. And she's very much, like, a, um, uh, she, she, she's more she's more closer to what she has to the protagonist, and but she can actually at least, like, speak a little. It's almost like she's, uh, she was born with it, but she can speak at least a very little, but, like... It, the only way she kind of describes is like she gets like a lump in her throat and that's why she kind of, she kind of has to like kind of cancel out. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like a cool well-rounded uh, group of kids. And like, like they're all like, they're all connected like by their, by their own thing, but, uh, but they all have like their own thing that kind of separates them. I don't know. It, it's, it's really cool. I really like this one. So it just started phantom mime uh, by mad cave. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. And that's it for my indie reads. Cool. All right, well, let's talk
0: about our mutual reads, then, as far as indie goes. Uh, first one I got is Horizon Zero Dawn from Titan Comics. Uh, yes. Real quick rundown of the creative team and tool writing. And Molina drawing, colors by Brian Valenza, and letters by Jim Campbell. Um, I really dug this. Uh, I got cover E, by the way.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, with By uh, Harvey and Kevin Tillabau. Yeah, they the the um, Oh, cool. Oh, I did see this one, too, with the... The turtle, yeah. Yeah, with the big turtle
0: looming. So, uh, For those who don't know, if you haven't ever heard us talk about this, uh, this is the story of on uh, Is it Talana? 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 Okay, thank you. Um, I never really played the game very much, but Josue played it all the way through. So... Um, It's like a side story for her, which is really great. Uh, My only thing about this that I didn't like is I think this is the end of it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, unfortunately, because they did say. But the cool thing is they did say her story is going to continue in Forbidden
1: West, the game. So that's that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so she'll actually come back for that game. I was kind of worried that Aloy would go somewhere where there's you know a whole brand new cast of characters and no one would come back. You know, so that's kind of cool um what do you think being the the
1: more significant
0: horizon zero dawn fan
1: yeah no um it 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 is sad to see her go um it is very almost like ambiguous if this is it for the series or just or just telling a story which if it's really the latter it it already kind of sucks like i did like just expanding on just revolving around her i mean we did Aloy is the main character but this comic really made me just, like, not really just be, like, oh, where's my main character? I'd just, I r- I'd rather have that story. No, like, it just, I kind of want, I kind of uh, tell a odd uh, game with their own different abilities. So it just, uh, it, it, it's, it sucks that it just, it ended, like we said. But it's cool that we got to, still got to see almost some glimpses into kind of, like, the new game with definitely, like, the, the turtle beast and, like, almost like a like a preview on how it's going to fight and what we can do, like, what, how I'll we'll be able to fucking just be able to take it down. It yeah. Because I did not anticipate I thought it was going to be like a, a big fucking turtle. I think it's <laughs> a, I, it'd be really cool if it actually has, like, a fast like, snapping if you try to approach it too close. Because that will be fucking crazy. That'd be too dangerous. Uh, but yeah. anyway, um, I did, like, telling all story. And yeah, like I said, sad to see it go, too. Nice yeah
0: i think it, i think it was supposed it was designed to lead up to the new game mm-hmm. and we're about to get the new game
1: so i think it's well timed oh it so. is about to come out huh yep oh so. i guess so i guess I, I want it to be kind of longer <laughs> the the comic yeah
0: yeah we'll, we'll probably get some more if it sold well so mm-hmm. uh next up our only non-vault indie book left is a book that we actually read a couple weeks back yes uh, cause we got an advanced copy but we kept uh we kept quiet <laughs> yes. and it is crossover published by image written by the wonderful Donnie cates drawn by jeff shaw colors by d Conneth, letters of die by john j hill and story edits by mark wade um, uh, so a, a just uh, a great great creative team for this and we talked quite a bit about this around um comic-con but we'll give a quick reintro intro to what it is Basically, it's a world where there's no one with any powers or anything. And then suddenly over the city of Denver, there's a massive explosion and every superhero in every fictional universe ever is dropped into Denver and they're all fighting. Um, And basically, it provides what we used to get uh, for uh, a series like Frontline in Marvel whenever we'd have a massive crossover, we'd have the ground level story. What's happening to the people, not the heroes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's kind of what this is about, but it does have a bit of a hint of a hero, you know, thing going on. So, um, I should point out, this is the kind of book we could sit here and analyze forever and pick apart every panel and try to be like, is that
1: supposed to be so-and-so, you know? (laughs) I mean, I would like to pick out one that that isn't from the big two. Um, when when shit is shit is hitting the fan, yeah. The page after the big explosion, there's mm-hmm. like a there's like a dorky like uh, news anchor, and two to the left of it is like a big blue guy. Is that the Tick? I think that's supposed to be Goliath. Personally, okay, that makes more
0: sense. It was like because because oh. Goliath used to
1: have the Ant Man antenna. That makes sense. It's like the all blue and the antenna just made me th- and like the all the heroes. I kind of wanted to be the Tick. <laughs> that'd be great but yeah uh, i
0: think he's yeah because he's giant i would lean towards goliath personally yeah, yeah he did
1: also have like, it was like white blue but yeah i see i could see yeah, it, yeah.
0: well because they're going to color swap some things to make it not look exactly like them they did that with the, with uh captain marvel or shazam i should say
1: oh for sure yeah so, um
0: there's also a couple verbal call outs to heroes uh specifically i love that savage dragon's already been uh, referenced because that was the one I really wanted to be in this crossover the most, to be honest with you, because it is image. They could actually yeah. use him. <laughs> so, um, pretty cool. So basically the whole idea is all these, uh, powered people show up and they put a big bubble around Colorado so they can't get out. And it's kind of hell in there for normal people now. And, uh, our main character is, uh, see here is a young woman uh who works at a comic book store ellie ellie thank you ellipsis is it's ellie for short um who likes comics, comic books collects comic books and uh who wears a little like domino mask you know uh like a typical like robin style mask yeah um and walks past a billboard that says god hates masks <laughs> so it gives you an idea of like how society is turned against this whole you know, thing that has happened and there's protests and stuff. You get a couple good ideas about it. And there's definitely some parallels to what's going on in the real world right now, uh, which we won't dig too deeply into. Um, But basically she shows up uh, to work at a comic book store, which by the way, has more people I've ever, than I've ever seen in a comic book store. (laughs) Like, I was like, really? (laughs) Okay. Um, And there's a guy trying to sell comic books. Uh, I love the shout out to Rawhide kid. I liked Rawhide Kid. <laughs> um, that was one of the comics that my, my dad approved of because he's an actual legit cowboy. Uh, like, okay. act, actual rancher. <laughs> so, um, I was like, oh, Rawhide Kid's cool. Also, Rawhide Kid ended up being gay. Fun fact. Uh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, the, the owner of it, uh, the main character is Otto. Or the, the the owner of it, this character name is Otto. And he's an old man. He's kind of a hippie, it looks like. And basically, he's like, he he refuses to buy this guy's comics because they're, you know, they're, as he puts it, propaganda. (laughs) He's like, approved and mandated corporate comics designed to eliminate the stigma of capes and masks. Marvel and DC died when Colorado died. Man, catch up. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was like, I I think I know this guy. I think I have bought a comic book from this guy before. (laughs) So... um, but yeah, uh, so it's really cool and interesting. And um, I really like Ellie already. Oh, totally. She's a really good protagonist. Um, and then they're working and there is a small child in the store and they look, and this is so great. I love that they did this. This is such Donny Kate's fucking thing to do too.
1: Oh, totally. Right. Um,
0: <laughs> they look at her and she has dots on her face, just like the old seventies style comics. Uh, to show the coloring in, but she has it in real life. So that's to show that she's one of the invaders and everybody panics, basically. Um, I, I I liked this a lot. Um, we can go into it some more. I don't, I don't want to go beat by beat. You know, I want people to read this cause it's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, but we do find another major character who is somebody on the other side of it. Who's a gentleman and uh i'm very curious as to how this is going to play out mm-hmm. because we're told straight up that uh so this is so this other character right um his was it i guess it's his dad is his dad the priest because so, yeah i can't have
1: kids kind of takes him out of the car
0: yeah but, but like priests can't have kids you know what
1: i mean that's all i was kind of like I think you might find oh. like a pastor, but he's wearing like the white collar thing. Oh, I bet he's Lutheran or something. Yeah.
0: And basically he, he gives the boy Ryan a fucking uh, Molotov to throw at the comic book store. And he throws it and destroys the comic book store. And as the comic book store is burning and the and Otto and Ellie and the little girl escape, we find out that this story is also a love story. And it shows the two of them, Ellie and Ryan. And I'm kind of like, well, I'm really curious to see how that's going to happen. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. And then the little girl, in the meantime, had drawn uh, she something for them. Uh, someone that can help them get out of the bubble, basically. Yep. And the very last shot we, set, we see, the narration is, more than that, more than anything, more than superheroes or mega events or good guys or bad guys and the world's gone wrong, this is a story about hope. And there is a little cartoony man with an S on his chest.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh, sadly, this is the most excited I've been about Superman in a long time,
1: and it's in an image book. <laughs> 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 kind of says a lot. Um, I'm glad you're into it. I was, I wasn't skeptical to see if you're gonna like it or not. But I was, I was, I didn't know how are you gonna receive. This one. And then you really didn't, even, you didn't really talk about it when we read the PDF. So it's was like, uh, I mean, I've been excited to, for this episode, really. I like it. It's a good setup. Um, to be honest with you, as much as I love Donny
0: Cates and I absolutely adore the man. Yeah. The art is what got me.
1: Honestly, for sure. Yeah.
0: There's some amazing facial character work.
1: Uh, yeah. Like Otto,
0: all of his expressions are really well expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ellie, like the domino
1: mask just adds to it so well yeah like she just looks like somebody i would know you know what i mean like i just love it it doesn't hide from her face it it really almost like adds to like the features like i i like it too no you're so right like this yeah. is selling also she's wearing an
0: invincible shirt so she won my loyalty immediately <laughs> so but yeah i really really like this i like the the parallels to our current world mm-hmm. um yeah I'm, I'm excited for more um highly recommend this guys there's a bunch of really great covers out there to check out too and um expect it to be good I, I expect this to be a very very good book and you'll probably see a lot of familiar faces how they got permission or at least you know the legal ability to use those characters i do not know we will see
1: because again um, they haven't really been on panel it's always like the like like we said off yeah. color the off off-color- coloration first and so it's, it's almost like uh what is it 1985 but that was also just like a straight up Marvel property but when they kind of came yeah. over they kind of sh- still showed them in the real world and be kind of different but this one there's still that, that mystery but I do like that instead of just like hey I know you're here for the characters fall in love with these original ones first and I, I'm kind of into it no, I'm yeah it. I think so too I think it's going to be and
0: this is a very cautious comparison I'm going to make
1: oh, I have one too but
0: uh, I'm going to compare it to Why the Last Man Ooh, no shit, really. So uh, here's the thing. We got to know a small group of characters, and we're going to get to know them over the next you know, several issues, I'm sure. And same thing with Why the Last Man. We got to know Hero, Agent 355, Dr. Man. That's the, tr- that's the main part of the group, right? Mm-hmm. And what do they do? They're in this world that we need to know something about, and they travel around, and they meet different people in different areas, and you get an idea of the entire world and what it's like. I think that's what this is going to be like. They're gonna meet with Superman, they're gonna meet with other people, you know what I mean? Like oh God. Yeah. it's it's literally they're tourists in the world that we need to know about.
1: And so that's why it felt like why the last man to me. So at the very least, please Donnie Case make it like a 50 plus issue like series. All oh yeah, right. totally. Um no, my my comparison, like that's a great one too. My comparison just straight up from like from the beginning, because of the explosion and just how similar it was. I say this is like comics version of uh, Akira or Akira. Oh, nice. A giant explosion to just reset the new status quo for this kind of like now future, three years later in this case. But there's all these like similar undertones, like the whole God hates hates masks, and like yeah, they want to burn burn books, but specifically the comics because of what's happening. And 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 Akira did did had just so much to unpack on that one. So for sure, at least like on from my side, I was like, oh shit, straight up just from that explosion, comics uh, Akira, and I'm just yes, it has that ambition. Please, Johnny Cage, like go fucking all out.
0: Yeah, I could see that. That's a good one too, actually. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so pick it up once again from Image Comics. It's available, multiple different covers. They're really cool. Uh, check them out. And we'll be reading every issue and telling you about them. So read along with us. Definitely. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, I actually ended up, I, I got the cover A and cover B. And only because something got spoiled. And now we, actually, we can actually talk about it now. There's, um, Donny Cates is not done here. He's also writing another book. And finally, he's working with his wife. Uh Megan Hutchinson. Yes. I think Kate. And it'll be a her a horror book called Flood. And as you just get like a just a black page and just like with some text, kind of previewing, just setting the movie. And I'm really fucking all about it. Um, so I saw that before I went to like the comic book store. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It doesn't necessarily didn't really spoil anything. Um, but because I saw it when I went to the comic book store. If you look on cover B, it has um, Ellie just kind of jumping through the fire, and has a bunch <laughs> of comics through it. And it's I like, saw your tweet. <laughs> yeah, it has like Donny uh, Cates' books, like Redneck and God Country. Um, oh, and, and a tomahawk. And next to her is a book Flood. And these have been solicited before, like for a while now. So it's like, oh, like Flood. Like I think nobody knew what the fuck Flood was. It's just cool we saw Donny Cates' books. Only yeah. that was a Johnny Cates' book, and that's cool. How just like it was just like a spoiler before we even knew what it was. So that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the reason why I got it is because it's on the cover too. Nice.
0: Yeah. I, I got the cover. A, eh? It's just a great, the colors are just awesome.
1: Yeah, so, there's so many. That's,
0: another, that's another thing I should mention. Actually, the coloring was really good in this, Absolutely. the art and the coloring married together really well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we always want to give colorists their due. So I want to make sure I threw that out there. So yeah. now we're going to move on to our vo- two vault books for the week. Number yeah. one, vampire, the masquerade. Number four, Oh man, the murder of the Prince of the Twin Cities has escalated and, uh, oh man. So Samantha, uh, the Prince of the the Twin Cities was, uh, killed and is basically turned to dust and, um, primogen went once them on Calder went that is, um, wants to have Cecily and her assistant basically look into it. And this, this issue felt like a game of vampire, the masquerade more than any of the issues so far to me.
1: Oh, I felt that too. When they're kind of the interrogator questioning, I want to say interrogate. Yep.
0: Yeah. They're using their own little personal skills. And it felt like a role playing game where they're like, you know, and again, questioning all the people they thought would be involved. And, um, Cecily's upset because, um, Like Allie is like, oh, and she's like all like bubbly with them and asking them questions, not focusing on the issue. And then Allie reveals like she was trying to see if they would try to steer the conversation back. She had a a method or madness. Yes. Which was really cool. And it shows her being a little bit more competent than, you know, Cecily gives her credit for. So. Um, but it all leads up a lot of things happen and they get into a pretty cool fight with some anarchs um, and in the end uh, Cecily is framed for the the killing of the prince mm-hmm. by Calder by by the by him uh, so basically the whole... The, the hard drive and everything like with all the, the banking numbers and everything. And so, yeah, they're framing Cecily for everything. And then he calls. And if you guys played again, vampire, the masquerade, you know how great this is. He calls a blood hunt, <laughs> which is so cool. And that's a really cool shot. Of all of them standing there, like when he says it with their glowing eyes and stuff, yeah. And with his with his little uh, glass of blood swirling around him, it's like just such a cool image. Like,
1: oh, when they do uh, that blood work and it's just like floating around them, it's so glowing. Yeah, yeah, it's great. (laughs) So, and then we get the
0: the Anarch Tales. This is the part written by Teeny Howard uh, about this little traveling group of people, and this we're really starting to get links between the two the two series. Yeah the two stories uh, specifically we find out that this is the group that cecily used to run with
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was cool and also they're talking about the death of the, of the prince yeah so, like word
1: got out finally girl i mean like, all the way out here
0: yeah and then so we get some more information about one of the members which is basically each issue has been like here's this person and this one is uh priscilla And yeah, Priscilla from Memphis, Tennessee, (laughs) they make that joke. And uh, it was really cool. I liked her backstory a lot. Basically, she fell down a hole of addiction. And in the end, uh, the guy changed her and she saw it as like this, like. Almost like a religious experience. Like that the true nature of God is that he lives within the blood and it was really, really good, really well told, and a really great cliffhanger uh, shot at the end too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really dug that. So, um, and then we got again we get the normal cool um, character sheets and stuff at the end. And I think um, these are
1: actually based on the people that the that Sicily uh, and the girl were, were questioning. Yeah, exactly. Because a couple of them you could see like Mother Joe and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was really cool. Gang uh, Mother or uh, Bosch Singh is a gay grell, which is the clan I like to play. Oh um, Yeah, so that that's really cool. Um, but yeah, and then Elena is a ventru, which ventru are really cool too, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're, they're very affluent. So um, yeah, I'm I'm continuing to love this book. Oh, me too. Uh, it's probably my favorite vampire comic. I can't think of one. I mean, I love Blade them dry. But I think the addition of the IP and the things that I recognize makes this my favorite vampire
1: comic. I mean, I, period. I was, <laughs> like, I was the same thing. I'm being like, I mean, like, it was like 10 years ago, everybody's getting you know, all vamp- vampired out from like the shows and the movies. And then now I'm just like, fuck, I'm holding like two great fucking vampire books. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm vampire and bleed them dry. So it's kind of like fucking vampires are coming back, baby. <laughs> yeah and we got the vampire games coming out soon yes so i'm very excited about that i love
0: i played the original and then the first bloodline like i played every one of them that's come out and it's just so much fun but yeah uh i don't like horror a lot but i like gothic horror so yeah Yeah. all right so let's move on to our last vault book (sighs) sons of fucking bitches okay so you guys know that one of our first favorite books on this on this podcast was money shot. Uh, so money shot, published by Vault, written by Tim Seeley and Sarah Beatty, drawn by Rebecca Isaacs, colored by Kurt Michael Russell, lettered by Crank. Um, this is a wrapping up of at least the arc.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll leave it. We'll leave it at the arc mm-hmm. for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate that this came the week after sex criminals ended for you (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it did like no warning it's like you know what oh shit it's money shot i do have my own sex positive joke book that i can just laugh at and it's just such a great fucking positive book a progressive book what you know that scene in in fucking a community when they try to give abit a new show (laughs) and britta gives them like the fucked up like short uh, uk show and he just like loses it that was me after this issue i just i was (laughs) so sad at like i, I couldn't i couldn't deal for a second yeah so um our
0: money shot heroes are talking to the the greater powers the most powerful creatures on the uh, in the <laughs> universe basically who are giant jellyfish um we have galaxies and, in them. like it's beautiful
1: like they have the galaxies and,
0: for stars yeah. and for their eyes it's beautiful and uh, Ocampo is doing a pretty good job of explaining everything to them. Yeah. Uh, President Kirk is still a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> so basically they tell him, Hey, the, the planet of cocaine, um, they're going to kill you. And they're like, okay, we'll stop them basically. <laughs> um, but then you find out that the, um, the highest power can't like, <laughs> can't, can't do it directly. So first of all, um, I love this like I gotta read this part. Uh, he's like, um wh- how did they're basically like, how did this happen? And they said, the universe is vast and incalculably random from the path of the comet to that of the quark. we may know all the data there is no perhaps there are, or perhaps some interpretations are we fucked up <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, yes. Um, so basically they're like, we can put our powers into another vessel and they can use our powers to stop them and of course uh, Stophyapagos boy and Centaur girl <laughs> yes. volunteer and they're like alas we can't because because basically HR concerns <laughs> like they're like w- you work for us and there would be an HR concern because we'd have to We'd have to do it in a sexual nature. We'd have to, you know, sort of insemination. And they're like, "Oh, that's that's the shame." And then it cuts to our beloved team. Did someone say insemination? <laughs> <Invalidation? laughs> and they're taking they're taking their clothes off, and then they have crazy tentacle sex. President Kirk tries to get in on it, and they slapped him away and says, "No, not you. You called us names.
1: We do not like you." <laughs> like so. Awesome tentacle orgy! Oh, it's such uh, a great panel, dude. Not gonna lie, I fucking love it.
0: They come out with powers, and they look—they're they, basically heralds of Galactus. At
2: this movie—if
0: <laughs> <laughs> you had to fuck Galactus to get his powers,
1: basically, is what this was. Oh, yes,
0: and it's cool because they're scientists, so they figure out how their powers actually like—they can use science to do what they need to do. That
1: part was really fucking cool. Like them just like figuring it out based on their own. Uh, like uh, fields, like on those special, like yep. special fields, like it's, it's so fucking dope. Exactly,
0: like uh, when she figures out that they can manipulate dark matter, so they can, um, basically add some mass to one body, remove some from body, and then they're stuck in a orbit with each other forever. Like I was <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. Like this is really cool. They use their powers,
1: and then <laughs> fucking Doug. I'm sorry when he's like when he. Oh yeah, dude, please. <laughs> My mind is running so fast. I can make every tiny adjustment to my balance. My skin is carbon fiber. My blood is superheated plasma. My And my butthole. My butthole hurts so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so as they're fighting, Constance Plank, who is currently dating El Campo,
2: mm-hmm.
0: decided to take this moment to tell her that she loves her. Yeah. And then El Campo doesn't reply. And she goes, Chris? She goes, what? I can't think. Doug just sent me half a million dick pics. My brain is full of his knob. Accident! (laughs) (laughs) So, they have the fight, and um, meanwhile, we cut back, and, of course, President Kirk is a piece of shit, and he's definitely not based on any real person. Um, (laughs) He he takes the other... (laughs) who takes it takes the, the other people hostage and is basically like, give me their powers too." Uh, and he actually the exact words. He says, uh, this is me demanding you impregnate me with the same goddamn superpower set. You gave those pansexual nerds. <laughs> 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 Good shit. Yes. Uh, and then they're basically like, you're not worthy. And he's, he's just like, I'll fuck this shit up basically. And then Babar <laughs> elephant boy, Yes. Stabbed him through the back with claws that are definitely not Wolverine claws. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the two of them declare their love for each other as President Kirk dies a lonely sad
1: death. So yes. good. Good. Oh god, uh, I'm so fucking happy. And then oh god. <laughs> if just like if Counselor Sims can just say those words to me, I'd be so happy. <laughs> so then our
0: team decides to form Megazord <laughs> <laughs> the <quote. laughs> use their powers to form into a big thing. And then it cuts to Constance and she's explaining, yeah, we did our thing. We saved the world and everything. And, um, we found Kirk dead and we convinced the highest authority to bring him back to life, but they had to take their powers back from us. So they give him all that power to bring that piece of shit back to life. Um, but when he comes back to life, he has a religious experience and decides that, uh, basically, everything he's done has been an attempt to please his father
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and now he's a good guy or they say, I would refuse to say good, but definitely less of a dick goes the description. (laughs) So he becomes like a hippie concert and it says, and he now has the worst ratings of his entire presidency. And it's those same two people from the interview from several issues ago, (laughs) holding signs that say not my president and hurt the people we hate or else. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, basically, um, they follow up and they ask Constance, basically, you told uh Tesla Coyle Chris that you were in love with her. She's like, Well, I tried to, but we were bonded, and she's like, For a fraction of a second, we're all the singularity of mind. And she's like, Basically, like she could feel since they were all united that Chris and Omar are still in love with each other, mm-hmm. and she said they complete each other in some weird way. Chris might love me, but she'd always need Omar around to make it complete. So I broke it off. Yeah. And so she breaks breaks it off with Ocampo and it's just like, aw. And then she's like, um, anyway, that's how I ended up here. It just felt wrong to be there and see her. And well, Mr. (laughs) Pointless stepped in with an offer and even more direct way to fund my universal translations research. It just made sense places, everyone. And then you find out she's on, The set of a porn parody for their own show, (laughs) which is great. And she says, uh, you might know me as Constance Plank, communications officer of the interstellar transporter money shot, but I'm going on my own because I don't like to share. Mm -hmm. And then down at the bottom, Tim Seeley, the end, unless you want thirsty thirds. And uh, to quote my Starward psychic here, Yes, always, <laughs> always, Tim Seeley. <laughs> this,
1: this can't be the end of this. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, like yeah, like it's like the whole the whole Megazord scene, like them being in, like in the cosmos was awesome, and then yeah, we cut to to her, and it was just like every panel is like, oh no, wait, why are you talking like this? What's happening? And then yeah, the end. Unless yeah, thirsty thirds. Come on, Tim. Like <laughs> yeah. We
0: need more Doug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not believe I was going to say this by the end of Money Shot. I, I need more Doug.
0: Also, we didn't get nearly enough Trinity spheres. Just saying. Fuck no. She should get her own spinoff. <laughs> yeah, she does. So yeah, one hundred percent recommend Money Shot. Pick it up. It's great. It's just going to be two volumes, people. So far. So far. <laughs> Fight for it. <laughs> Buy it so we get a third volume. Please. Uh, All right, so we're going to switch to Marvel if you're ready, man.
1: Yeah, I'm ready. So ready.
0: I got a couple that you don't have, and I'm going to knock them out real quick. The first one, uh, you've already reviewed, but I finally got a copy of Werewolf by Night. Oh, nice. I was very, very pleasantly surprised by this book. Right? It's very good. Like, I really like it. It's great representation of natives. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the main character. He's likable. Yeah. (laughs) like i like their like uh, there's like lots of little touches which i really appreciated to make it more like lived in and the reference to his dad being in jail is a really great reference and yeah as you mentioned last week uh there are some references to outlawed right so um that would be really cool if that does come into play and he becomes part of that major
1: crossover so i hope so because it wasn't just like one throwaway line like they kind of brought it up twice
0: yeah exactly so i don't want to linger too much on it because uh you did talk about it last week but just wanted to give my quick review i really liked it i'm going to be getting the whole series yeah um written published on marvel written by taboo from the black eyed peas and i'll never <laughs> get tired of saying that um b earl art by scott heaton er, scott eaton inks by scott hannah and color by miroslav merva so yeah good shit um,
1: didn't he look really cool with like as in werewolf form with the braid? With the braid. Yeah, the braid, yeah. Look, I look. I, I remember
0: you talking about, it, so I looked for it immediately. So yeah, yeah it's cool. It's really cool. Also, I like the the chick, the the main female in the book.
1: Yeah, no, uh, totally love interest or whatever. <laughs> like, I know. And, yeah, I still have to figure out like what the home situation is, but I think so. <laughs> yeah. So, and there might like, like foster kids, but yeah, we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I also picked up number one of U.S. Agent. Uh, this is written by Priest, penciled by George Genty, uh, inked by Carl Story, Story colored by Matt Mia. Um, published by Marvel. U.S. Agent is the basically the Captain America who's not polite, <laughs> and they they do a really good job of this. Um, it's all set in a coal town, and it's this coal city that's like the coal basically the the coal mines failed and then a business moved into town and it's kind of like a Amazon. I want to say that it's kind of ambiguous. It was more like a Walmart or more like an Amazon, but it's a big warehouse. And they're like, they don't pay taxes and all this stuff. And they say, basically, like they even have their own private uh, energy reactor, so they don't have to pay the town for energy. And then there's a big explosion and it's they're interviewing like people and they're like, so you blew up their power plant and the guy's like, you got darn right. (laughs) And so basically like, um, (laughs) so us agent is sent in because, uh, it's actually a shield facility secretly. And, and the guy who gets the alert is like someone blew it up and they're like, so what? It's not our problem. He's like, yeah, but do you know who's the, who's on the skeleton crew guarding the site? It's like Valerie Cooper's star pu- pupil, and Valerie Cooper had me transferred to this miserable desk, and so he sent U.S. agent specifically to be awful and ruin everything. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so, so it's great. It's like it's like a depressing Deadpool. Is what I would say. this yeah. is like. Um, it opens up with him in uh, Mount Vernon, New York, and a pizza guy opens on a door. Opens a door. And he makes him open the, uh, open the pizza box and then drags him in and throws him in the basement. And there's like a bunch of pizza guys down in the basement all of a sudden. And so it just keeps happening. And then there's like an, an older Asian indeterminate Asian guy, because that's one of the things they don't tell him what is, what, what Asian descent he is, but he basically has no fucking patience. He tries to do the same thing to him. And the guy, and the the Asian dude pulls out a fucking pistol. (laughs) He's just like, he's just like, uh, uh, difficult to fire with a hollow point in your eye unless you can rack around faster than I can my twitch fingers so he's Hydra Bob in this book by the way oh, um, so, so basically you find out the US agent uh, learned that there's going to be a um, a bomb sent in a pizza to this address <laughs> okay and so, his solution is to order every pizza he can and wait for it to show up. <laughs> so, so, but he has to keep the pizza guys kidnapped downstairs. So people don't know what's going on. So <laughs> he gets in a fight with this older dude. <laughs> they get a fist fight. It's great. Um, they finally, uh, the, the bomber shows up, he stops him, but he ends up breaking his shield because it's the cheap ass shield. It's his shield. It's not mm-hmm. real Captain America's shield, you know? Yeah. And he's really annoyed by that. He's like, I just got that one. Like they run another show a little bit later on. And yeah, Hydra Bob basically sticks with him this entire time. (laughs) And, um, he ends up going to the coal town and gets in a fight with, uh, some of the guards there. And one of the guards takes the helmet off and it's his sister. So, yeah. So it's going to be like a confrontation of that. It's pretty good. Um, I, I saw some reviews online that were a little harsh for it. I really enjoy it. I like John Walker. I like, I like that he's kind of a kind of a dick. you know not everybody can be the nicest guy and he's a great comparison to Captain America. The one thing I don't care for is he's a little racist. Um, okay. but not like in a I hate racist kind of way, so much as like yeah, he doesn't really care what Asian descent the guy is like he's just like your agent basically like yeah yeah.
1: the general term just because yeah yeah but they make a point of it in the story
0: like where so it's just kind of interesting but that's that's always been john walker if you've ever read a comic of his that's his character he's a dick Mm -hmm. so i like it i like us agent we'll see where it goes so and then my last solo issue is marvel zombies resurrection i generally don't like the zombie stories Mm-hmm. and to be honest with you this was in my pull box and uh shout out to samurai comics and Mesa. i was like hey i didn't ask for this and they're like oh we can put it back and I'm like fuck it i'll keep it i'll take it so <laughs> i ended up reading it anyways um this takes place in the marvel zombies uh universe obviously um and it's a gang of survivors that is spider-man uh moonstone forge and and Valeria and Franklin Richards. And also, oh and um uh Goose, uh Miss Marvel's cat, the Flurkin.
2: Okay. So,
0: and they use the Flurkin when they get overwhelmed by zombies to eat a whole horde. Uh, which is pretty great. Um Forge has created a weapon that is a gun with Cyclops's head on the end.
1: Oh my <laughs> god, that's actually pretty great.
0: <laughs> it's pretty great. Um <laughs> So, basically, they're just trying to get somewhere safe, and Forge leads them to Westchester, to the Xavier Mansion. They get attacked by a zombie nightcrawler. There's a cool little fight, and then you find out the last member of the group, who they've been talking about, is named Nana, is a sentinel, a reprogrammed sentinel. And, like, old-school sentinel. And and Spider-Man reprogrammed it with the personality of a British nanny. So... (laughs) Uh, so she's there basically to take care of the Richards kids. And, um, yeah, basically they find their way to Westchester and then forge reveals. He's like, Hey, I thought we could get a spaceship and maybe fly and catch the rest of the fleet that escaped the planet, you know? And Spider-Man's like, it's too dangerous. And they, they get into this wacky adventures. It's pretty fun. Um, they end up running into zombie beast who kills forge actually. Oh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's, it's zombie world. They always do that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also cat beast by the way. So, <laughs> okay.
2: um,
0: yeah. And basically, uh, spider Man's able to kill him and, um, uh, they find out that because Franklin and Valerie are looking for their, um, their parents and they're with Galactus like wherever they are. And he's referred to as the one who hungers or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so they're about to uh, like the kids are like, we need to go find Galactus. And Peter's like, absolutely not basically. And then Moonstone starts walking away and Peter's like, what are you doing? And, um, she's like, um, she's like, this is, I'm not a hero. She's like, I'm not going to go after Galactus. And I know that's what you're going to do next. And she's like, I, you know, your whole devoted dad thing turned me on. It was cute and made me want to help. But she's like, yeah, this is, you know, she's like the quote is, but the hero gig was never my thing. Hell, it's barely your thing anymore. Hmm. And then she leaves. And then immediately the kids are like, we need to go find Galactus. And it's like, oh, that's really sad. <laughs> so like she was right. And then um, they nap. And when they wake up, they're attacked by Moonstone, who's a zombie now. Oh, damn it. So, and she's wrecked the uh, the Sentinel already. So, and then she's about to kill Spider-Man. And you hear wick, 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 flump, flump, like all these like action sounds. And then her arm falls off and she falls over dead. And the last page is a big reveal. It says, now let me see. Before the one showed up, I overheard you two saying that you knew how to find Galact- the Galactus Hive. Room for one more. And it's Blade. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's going to be blade spider-man and the richards kids so i'm down with that it's pretty good yeah. i was surprised i generally don't like that stuff again we talked about it. i'm really big on lore so i like when things all link up
1: so i know i'm not gonna throw now with yeah. like i mean it's, 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 you said it's uh the subtitle is resurrection but it's like this, this is like a regular peter parker spider-man yeah yeah it's it's Peter. Okay. It's, when it's, it's like yeah, Peter. Like- the original's tale like opened up with him. He was one of the first ones to turn. So I'm kind of just like, I'm thrown out with like the, the, the continuity right now, or like they the... did,
0: they ended up doing two because like, I think the first zombie verse was destroyed, uh-huh. but then the, the virus transferred to a second one or something. Right. I remember they did it they did it twice it
1: was a weird thing so and, yeah, cause, like, the, well, i think by like the third one because in the second one was like when they were well, they left to the space because like they ate galactus that was a thing and then mm-hmm. and that's when they went to, to space and just like fucked the rest of the universe up but yeah. uh but after that but i never really read like the ones afterwards like i know there's one like where like ash kind of comes over i think from like there's one to do with the chamber, yeah yeah, yeah. I think it was like Marvel Zombies Four, but I never really like caught up with it, so I don't know really what the zombies continuity exactly is. Gotcha. Mm. Okay. But this sounds yeah. I'm not. I'm not
0: sure either. So yeah. Um, all I have left is Thor: X of Swords. Did think you said you had a Marvel book?
1: Oh yeah, Web of Venom, Empire's End. Yeah. Please tell me. I was curious. Uh, this is the team. of Clay McLeod Chapman is a writer, and Gui. uh via via nova is the artist frank dematra is the color artist um but yeah so this is um i guess one of the last tie-ins or just little nooks to transition from empire to uh yeah keen black because yeah null is coming and this is um side story of like nobody really important that we kind of left off with it just uh it opens up with um a beacon was sent out, a distress beacon was sent out and it got picked up. And before it did, it was, it just kept saying there was actually a message with the beacon that wasn't, that wasn't heard. That was, it was a, don't rescue, don't attempt to rescue. Um, and then who's in it? And it's one of like the super scrolls. I'll get the name in a second. And then he's just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, you weren't supposed to do this. Where's the rest of the team? And they're like, there wasn't no the rest of the team or like, they're not here. It's like, oh shit. Well, they're, they're fucking good as dead. And then we get the, the backstory. And he was with the team. They were heading over to Yeah, Narat. Like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what planet that is, but the team consisted of Avram, Captain of the Kree, uh Scroll Army, who is yeah, uh, after yeah, with the new empire. There's Kia, keep uh, Kree pilot from former and a former Starjammer, uh Milans, who's a coral Intelligence, and Tarna, who's a space knight. I'll get to her in a second. And then Ethan Edwards, an orphan scroll sent to Earth uh, as a child and tried to be a hero, didn't work out, and now he's loyal to the Empire. So this ragtag team, they go out because they also find a, um, a distress beacon, a distress signal to to go help him out. And when they get there, there's just like um, escape pods just like scattered everywhere. They thought that it was like debris for a second. So a few pop out with their jetpacks to go see what they are, and they can't see anything because it's black inside. Um, so they bring one in and when they let it go, sure enough, it's a scroll say, just screaming out, help me. And then there's a black shit, which is of course, symbiotes, uh, releases. And then it almost becomes like this whole like alien story, which is actually pretty cool. Everybody's just doomed. Everybody's just fucked. The dude that was outside, at least like that we thought that we thought at least he was safe. Um, just like, like checking out the other pods. He looks over and yeah those fucking symbiote giant dragons just show up and they engulf the giant fucking like the ship that they were like uh, trying to rescue or at least, like trying to figure out and it, a whole horde of symbiotes just goes in everybody's just like it's just like like dying left and right and by the end of it uh the only person the only people who were able to escape was um yeah our scroll that, that we started out with and Tarna who um a, a space knight and we got introduced with her over when uh, Flash Thompson was still Venom. And it was, like, kind of, like, right after his Guardians of the Galaxy run. And you know, when he found the Klintar planet and they kind of, like, revitalized his, his symbiote and became, like, the Space Knight, which is what the camouflage of what they were trying to be. And almost like, like fucking Green Lanterns around the, around the cosmos. She was... Um, uh, our our main symbiote's mentor way way the fuck long ago, um, and since kind of like still has it, but since kind of lost her symbiote, so now it's cool that she's kind of at least she's, she's kind of like our only important one here. So she makes it to the pod, but we don't know by the end of it, we don't know where she left or what ended up with her, because Noel actually showed up into the ship as soon as I come like when she popped, and then right before our our like our main scroll from the beginning like he like he popped out um as soon as noel showed up Oof, it, it was scary like this like noel looks fucking terrifying in this issue it looks really cool but yeah but because like they were all like there were they got shot out while like that giant symbiote uh, dragon was absorbed or was still all all the way around the ship it didn't really pop him out exactly right and so they were just kind of like end up scattered in, into into space and yeah we don't know exactly where tarna ended up she was just lost and that's where we end up with... And by the end of it, we end up back to the present. And that was the story with the Super Scroll. And he is just like... There was a message. And it said to not attempt to rescue. And just repeats it over and over and over. And like, it's too late. You are too late. The symbiotes, they're not coming. They're here. And then Noel, like, was basically... Nice. Pod, was following his pod to see where it ended up with other people. And yeah, those people are fucked. So uh, yeah, a little part of the armada for uh, from the... Empire Emperor, Emperor Hulking's um, uh, army has just got a little got vanished. So this like it really kind of leads into him like the whole prophecy of him like losing big time later. So I really hope it's not Noel. <laughs> Please not after just like a big win. But anyway, that's a little chapter. Noel is coming. He is on his way. There's also a cool te- a cool teaser from Marvel on Twitter with like kind of doing somebody doing like a voiceover for Eddie Brock and kind of doing yeah a teaser for King and Black. It was actually pretty cool. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. But yeah. yeah I'm getting
0: kind of excited about it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. All right. Um, let's move on to Thor. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Thor starts a new arc. And once uh, again, published by Marvel, uh, written by the oft mentioned on this episode, Donnie Kate. Yes. <laughs> we got Nick Klein and Matt Wilson involved as well. Um, so we see the aftermath of Thor's little experiment with Mjolnir in Oklahoma, and uh, we find this is almost a horror comic. <laughs> like, like really? before I even get into it, I uh, just creep me the fuck out. The so horror. basically, yeah. If you're an old school Thor fan, you know it used to be Donald Blake, Doctor Donald Blake, and he'd have his cane and he'd slam into the ground, <laughs> and he'd turn into the Thor, and then Thor would fight the monster. So this issue answered the question where does Donald Blake go? And he goes to this idyllic neighborhood where everything's perfect and everybody's waving at each other. And it's just this place that Odin made and Odin's magic prevents him from realizing how much time has passed. He's just happy for days, weeks, years, just walking, chilling, you know, he never remember it. It's all just great. Everything's happiness. Cool. (laughs) And then we get, I've never been more depressed that the Loki series got canceled than reading this issue.
1: I was thinking the exact same thing when I was reading this. Like so much context is just missed out because that book just oh god ultimately got canceled. And yeah, it I was so good. But I was the exact same vibes of being like, oh shit, the shit that the shit that Thor doesn't know over from the Loki book, and then him just dropping it here would have been so great. Yeah. So. Uh we
0: get the reinforcement in case people don't know that Loki is no longer the God of lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he is now the God of stories, which I, I think is really cool because totally the story cool. is a lie. <laughs> like, yeah. No story. Perfect. So yeah. And then basically they argue and he needs Loki's help. And he he basically is like, they have an argument, and great, it's great because Loki picks up Mjolnir and throws it at Thor. <laughs> and he was like, what, you didn't think I knew? <laughs> I was like, yes, finally we get the payoff from when he picked it up like issues and issues ago. <laughs> so that was great. And he's like, yes, I do. Basically, Thor wants to bring Donald Blake back. Um, he's saying it's because he wants to take a rest and like let Donald Blake chill. But basically, Thor wants to go into like, the, the god sleep and like consult with ancestors and figure out what's going on, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, look, he's like, Yes, I know where he is. Um, and he's like, And I'll do it, I'll do this for you, but you owe me one absurdly large favor that you I look forward to you regretting in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Thor throws the hammer down and then it cuts to Thor going, and basically, things aren't quite right and we go to the kingdom of donald blake the the happy little neighborhood we saw and everything (sighs) is fucked up um all the people are murdered just brutally murdered the sun is darkened everything's on fire and painted on the ground is why am i awake and is this hell thor where are you so when odin passed the magic he had that was preventing Donald Blake from knowing how long he'd been there stopped working. (laughs) So Donald blank, Blake went insane (laughs) and he killed. Is that the, that's the world serpent, right? He killed the world serpent.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think cause this in the end, they call it what it was a prison. And I think, I mean, the world serpent was, is Odin's brother. (laughs) Yeah, who has also been in prison? So, shit, that, that, that site like that, this fucking double page spread is just so, <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah, it, it's like honestly. So, so to listeners that, that haven't read this book, it's in it's very much on par with uh, the eclipse scene in Berserk. It's just it's that red and just fucked up everywhere. Yeah. Then we cut back to our world
0: where Donald Blake has taken Thor's spot. And he's standing there with a switchblade and his cane. <laughs> and he looks insane. His hair is huge. His beard is huge. He's dressed in patchwork clothes. Yeah. And Loki's like, Blake, is that? And he goes, no, not really. And Loki's like, oh, I want it. Then <laughs> basically <laughs> he goes to attack him. And then Blake hands him his ass. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it fucking throws a, a switchblade to his neck, to Loki's neck. <laughs> Fuck, it ain't so good
0: yeah and then blake has given this speech he's like basically the end of it is um uh, i'll never be a referee refuge to a god again from now on none of them will have a place to hide from me no i am no thor and he breaks his walking stick over his knee and i never will be again and that's how he's he switches places with thor yeah so without that like he's basically broken Milner, is what what it is basically <laughs> but, um that was fucking great. That was such a great setup for new series or for new uh, volume.
1: It is, and it's obviously again like, it's like there's some there's been so many recent books like and arcs uh, from Marvel that have been like retconning or just like redoing or just setting things right and then to just t- to come back here and to touch up on Donald Blake. Like mm-hmm. what what happens to him? Where is he uh, on all those every other volumes like getting meta? All of every other volume where a writer comes in and makes his own Thor approach. And the last mm-hmm. time I really saw him was in uh, Skrzynski's like Thor in the late 2000s, yeah, and it was awesome. And then after that, it was just literally just Thor and just Thor. So, yes. what happened to him? Let's take a step back and just realize how fucked up this is yeah and actually address it and then actually like deal with the consequences this is so fucking cool instead of just instead of just painting a happy-go-lucky or just just making a dr blake or dr donald blake light we get a full-on explosion of a villain because something terrible happened to him almost for no reason just because like he's just happens to be a vessel i would fucking have enough to like that holy shit (laughs) It, it, it was just awesome just to just address this. It was so fucking cool. I think I'm going to like this arc more than I liked the Galactus arc, actually. Dude, if that ends up happening, like, and I, and I can say me too, goddamn, a testament to Kate's writing, to mm-hmm. fucking Thor, because that first arc was insane. To open up with that. It and- was great. To open up with that and then to promise that it can only get better from here, you, you can't just peek. You can't just peak on your first arc, but then to promise it's just going to get better from here. Duh, the delivery right now is just like, yeah, dude, you're delivering. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm loving
0: it. So yeah. look forward to reviewing more of that with you because uh, it's not going anywhere on my pull list. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that leaves us, as always, we're going to close out with X of Swords. <sighs> Okay, X-Men number 14, volume 12 of X of Swords. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous cover of Apocalypse.
1: Oh, absolutely. The, the two covers I've been waiting to, like, to have in my hands.
0: Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that other one in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I have
1: feelings. <laughs> um,
0: so, uh, we open up to our cast page, and it's Apocalypse and Genesis, and that's it. That's it. So, Written by Jonathan Hickman. Artist Mahmoud Asrar, who's doing a great job, by the way. Mahmoud, he's killing it lately. Yes. Uh, and Lionel Yu, um, Sonny Go, Clayton Cowles, and Tom Muller uh, doing all that. So, this issue is entirely the, I guess, the fallout from our last issue where mm-hmm. Apocalypse finds out that his wife is on the other side of the fight. Yep. And it's really interesting to see him cowed like how he is the emotional one. He's the, he's the one like, like he's in love with her so much. So much. Yes. And it's just so weird to see that from apocalypse, especially as somebody who, you know, my first major crossover was the age of apocalypse and he was just like a monster. There there was no emotion (laughs) there. So it's just really interesting.
1: Yeah. This one, being our opposite of him to him is just like all of the weight on all, like on his shoulders, and you can just see it. Yeah, and, yeah. And then obviously, it's like we're, we're about, we're, what we're about to talk about, and it's honestly how much he fucked up on his mission, <laughs> or at least we yeah. didn't
0: complete it. <laughs> yeah. So we got um. We basically get the the story from Genesis' point of view. We've already gotten from other points of view, but we get it from Genesis. Mm -hmm. and um, where she actually fought and defeated Annihilation and ended up becoming Annihilation. Um, Also, I have a new theory, which we'll talk about in a moment, too. Okay. Um, So basically, by defeating Annihilation, she claimed the helm. She has to claim the helm. And whoever wears the crown controls the land. And you know, basically, it's the only thing keeping the demons back. And she's like, "I'm not gonna wear it," so all hell broke loose the entire time. So finally, in the end, she ended up wearing it. And um, now she kind of has to, you know. And and it's just so sad. <laughs> like it's just hard to talk about, man. Like, um, but basically, she's like, "I don't have a choice." And she's gonna be on the other side. There's no talking her out of it or anything like that. Mm-hmm and um it's just really really well done um it's just, it literally is just a conversation between the two of them the whole issue um and i thought it was very curious immediately after their conversation we got the info page with three laws of Kirkoa. make more oh, means yeah. destroy our enemies defend this broken land <laughs> so yeah i mean which like, is, isn't the real laws but like it's kind of a parody of the laws you know what i mean like or, make or more Rocko, mutants is yeah. one you know what i mean so yeah yeah um, oh I, it's a Rocko. i see that there oh i missed that part i'm dumb so <laughs> so um, so they so they have the same first law
1: as yes. Kirkoa, make more mutants and then just going oh. complete savage on the other end. Um, yep. I just, I, I love the constant reveals, the constant jabs at. Honestly, I, I take it to myself, I to to the readers when just like the whole mission to apocalypse. Yeah, could have handled it better. Yeah, but there was a whole much bigger crisis that we didn't know. Like her whole reason like, why she was holding out, like she waited like the hundred years of not putting on like the helm, was because she was waiting for apocalypse to gather the. The right mutants from when he came over so he so we can so we could have gotten help them out over there and who knows it could have been just one giant utopia on the other side all of these years ago but we said no because <laughs> he wanted <mean. laughs> to murder everybody <laughs> yeah, i know like, definitely the content yeah. was gonna happen now how awesome it would have been now but no, when how she just says it like um yeah I held on to that hope that you would raise a new mutant society, a greater one. And with this coming a mutant army, it would have saved us all. You fucked up apocalypse. And that's that's why he just looks like that. like, you said coward and just like, fuck.
0: Yeah. So basically that. And the next issue we're going to talk about are related. They're both the prequel to the fight. Mm -hmm. And um, this next issue. We'll talk about the cover. Yes. And it also contains part of the storyline inside. I think
1: I ship Storm with Death now. <sighs> <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. Storm <laughs> and Black Panther are 100% for always. But. But. Me fucking too. <laughs> like,
0: I'm really liking it. I, I dig did. it. Me too, dude. So
1: <laughs> much.
0: <laughs> Just they were very playful with each other throughout. And, um, like, she puts a flower on his ear. So cute. He says, You're going to be a problem, aren't you? <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, so good. <laughs> um, we get to see all the champions, like, interact for the first time, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pog, your Pog, your boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Bring forth libations so it to be drenched. <laughs> like, um, magic is still the best. Totally. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, the well uh, magic, uh, magic couldn't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you push me where my chair of asses is?
0: <laughs> it's like it's like her and Poggy or Pog are like the same character. <laughs> they completely <Yes>. different. <laughs> Pogger Pog will rest where Poggy or Pogger Pog fits best. <laughs> like, um, and then she compares it to medieval times, which is pretty funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. So they go inside, and then we get this. Another awesome scene with Death and Aurora. Uh, uh, we also get to see a bunch of characters that I haven't seen in a long time, like Mad Jim Jasper's, which is awesome, <laughs> uh, Lady Roma, Vesperade, and, uh, and then of course we get the Last Apocalypse uh, um, Horseman, uh, Famine. Um, and then we get uh, so the, <laughs> really this book is about two people. It's about Storm and it's about Wolverine. Mm-hmm. and we see this interaction with Storm and Death and they actually dance together that's really cool. I really enjoyed that storyline. So, yeah. Um and then Wolverine is basically telling Brian Braddock, Captain Avalon that is, "Hey, if you just fuck Saturnine we can go home go home safe," <laughs> which is technically true. <laughs> like, yeah. Man's not lying, just saying. Um and he's like, I'm a married man. And Logan's like, oh, I'm so happy that your fucking marriage matters more than cipher or magic or cable dying. <laughs> like, like, and I'm like, man, has got a point. But yeah. then my favorite part of the book
1: was actually Gorgon and magic. Oh, hell yes. Sitting there judging people <laughs> and sizing I mean, them, them up. Sizing them up and to uh, figure out how they fight just by the by their stance and by how the way they drink. Yeah. god what great fighters
0: yeah so they're just sitting there with their drinks and they're like war is right-handed yes she is death favors his left side and says i think Red Root shubbery might hide other eyes interesting uh and they can't figure out iska the and does iska favor her yeah she can't lose so iska and they're like they walk up and they're like oh hi and they're like um uh basically they drop their drinks and she catches both of them and she's like you could have asked which hand i favor and they're like ambidextrous of course i should have guessed <laughs> not a drop spilled and they, sh- she hands it back and drops it and then it's dope
1: because <laughs> I, hesitated, dude, I hesitated to turn the page because i was like oh fuck what a great move to then just like flip it on the on them yeah and the magic is just the best
0: Magic makes a teleportation circle, teleports their cups directly above their head and catch it, not a drop spilled. And then Iska says, this will be fun. Yes. Uh, and they basically can't find a weakness, and Gorgon says, uh, kill as many as fast as you can, I fear that woman's sword will break us.
1: Oh, God.
0: Yeah, and then we get the really cool scene of Death and Storm dancing together. Underwater.
1: God, it's so badass.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's like, um she's basically he's like, The other shirt bears your host have tasted death many times. She's like, You're wrong. I know death. Mm-hmm. And she, I meant no offense. She's like, none taken. I've been dancing with you my entire life. And I'm like, just get married already. <laughs> like, so I really, really enjoyed this. And they sit down to eat, and they're like, uh, you know basically talking about what's happening. And Wolverine, once again, is just kind of like, hey, we could just not do this. And they're like, nope. And so Wolverine stabs Saturnine in the chest. <laughs> so I've, obviously that's not going to call off the entire crossover. <laughs> what if it did? <laughs> what if the rest of it was just admin where they're working out who has what? But
1: <laughs> um, I want to know if what war flipped him is going to really fuck with him.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Unfortunately, I told Hosway there are some solicits for the issues coming out after X of Swords that have revealed people that are still alive. Okay. So there's a couple that there's two that I thought might be on the chopping block that are at least in at least on the cover of issues in the future. So Mm -hmm. might probably survive. But yeah. But yeah, this was a nice little pit stop on the way to the inevitable battle,
1: which I think is going to start next week. Yeah, I think so. Hope so. Yeah, because um, yeah, I think that, like this will be like the first time since yeah, Wolverine. Oh no, the, it was just centered Wolverine. But we're gonna get like the next the next part is supposed to be like we're getting back to back Marauders. What well, we're supposed to read instead of like kind of like going from title to title to title. So mm-hmm. that's just straight up another Marauders. Because yeah, I, mean, I guess it it is kind of like we need to know what the fuck is gonna happen after this straight up stab. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so my theory—I talked about. Oh yeah.
0: My theory is about Iska. Okay. I think
1: Iska's going to switch sides. Oh, like she did before, because she. Yep. Yeah. It's it's literally. Oh, and and honestly, it's it's there's that missing slot that's so weird. I get that we still have ten swords, but we still only have nine candidates.
0: Yeah. Well, we know we the, all the solicits show Magneto with a sword
1: okay yeah but but honestly but he hasn't really nobody's really talked to him or brought him up so i guess we gotta wait to like the actual tournament but he hasn't yeah. really like everybody's been super important down to even cypher you think like at least magneto would be like at least some sort of a spotlight for the for this event
0: well um, what if wolverine's disqualified for attacking saturnine that's so true that was my theory mm. so yeah it's a good one yeah um but no, I think Iska is going to switch sides because we know the X-Men have to win. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And she can't lose. So just that logic alone, plus she's already shown that she's willing to switch sides. Oh, yeah. And also of them, I, I know you love Pogger Pog and stuff, but uh, <laughs> of the Swordbearers of Morocco, she's the one I want to see in X-Men comics for a while.
1: Oh, I mean, absolutely. For sure. I mean, he's just like a f- fucking joke character but yeah. as far as like what we can do to somebody who's supposed to be like, fucking unbeatable. like unbeatable yeah uh, I would love to see what, what Marvel can work with that like put her in X-Force oh shit
0: alright you know just like that'd be so cool so it'd uh, be cool if she switched sides and we don't know much about her except that she's Genesis sister basically that's it mm-hmm. so what's her motivations we don't know you know yeah. so I think she might switch sides and that'd be really cool if she does so <laughs> it would but that's my theory. And uh, that's all of our comics for the week. Um, now, I did want to wrap up with something we forgot to mention last week. I forgot to ask you directly. Um, and if you want to, you can make it a brief thing. What did you think of The Last Ronin?
1: Oh, yeah, we did. I, I was wondering if we did skip over it. Um, so it wasn't the brother I, I, I ultimately wanted. It was the one I said it was going to be. It was the one that we did, did get spoiled on the, based on, the, on those variants. Mm-hmm. Damn variants. <laughs> uh but other than that, I re I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy that we do get at the very least, like this brother is gonna get like a serious take. And yeah, I mean for a second I thought it was Janica. Like when Oh, that'd have been so cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to just be like fuck it, like they it was nobody like that y'all thought about. Because uh, there's a part where, where he goes back to like, down the sewer and he lays down all, all the weapons with the respective masks at that yeah. point like, oh shit what if it really was no none of them and it was that yeah, and jen and just up in center Janica and just like just give her yeah a, a better spotlight um but yeah i kind of all the all the drops with i think the girl like that biker girl is uh is a uh, casey jones's a uh, relative it was just kind of so hmm. like so on the nose um, so i didn't i didn't read it yet so i saw two headlines i wanted to ask you directly oh, okay about. yeah
0: um mm-hmm. it said there's a surprising new leader of the foot clan
1: who is it um it's i mean i I, unless it's like a a helicola like if you've kept up with the comics the new leader of the foot clan is uh, shredder's grandson so it's kind of gone down the line And and then when it is revealed it's kind of it's kind of made it seem like he has fucked with them like like before Mm, gotcha. okay. like, oh, like i'm nothing like my grandpa and hence, like like for for shredder and i guess even like the dad but with the turtles for a while because he just references like i'll get you for that too and then it's like and now you got me so yeah so that's why gotcha
0: and the other one was the fate of april o'neill revealed
1: yeah she's hella old dude
0: <laughs> oh she's alive well that's good at least yeah
1: <laughs> honestly like she's the only i think she's the only one like alive like from like from, from like the allies like I guess I like, guess sorry for the spoiler, but I think like there's a character that, that's going to be following them around. I think it's uh, Casey Jones is like relative at least. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's fine with the spoiler. It came out last week, so mm-hmm. I mean, I think, we're, I think we're safe with that one. So yeah awesome okay good i wanted to let, check in with you and see what you thought I, I saw some previews and i'm like this actually looks really cool like the art and stuff so i kind of want to pick it up
1: yeah and definitely uh, the uh, grittiness uh, was what was cool like, i definitely like just like on that on that brand where he can where at least like eastman can like crank it up like three notches and just like yeah. re- literally release the turtles or at least just, it's, just one. it's
0: like early turtles when it was like a frank miller parody yes yeah so that's what i that's what appealed to me because i really liked that early turtle work so mm-hmm yeah nice awesome all right well i just wanted to get a quick check in with that so yeah. uh thank you so much for joining us on we have issues um as always you can check us out at our website at geek-network.com on twitter you can check out the channel at gn podcasts you can check out this show in particular at whi podcasts. you can check me your host keith at gn podcasts keith you can uh, check out the bi-weekly absent liz at gn podcast liz and, of course, my Star Wars Sidekick, you can always check out at Hosway Reads Josue. Uh Once again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you next week about all these books and more. And I know this comes out on a Monday, so uh, have a happy, healthy, and safe week. And we'll see you next Monday. This has been a Geek Network production.